Hey, all you freaks and geeks out there in podcast land. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Green Belt Botanicals. Green Belt Botanicals is the most trustworthy and reputable CBD dispensary and retailer in the Austin area. And if you're not in the Austin area and you can't drop in physically to visit one of their multiple stores around the city, then hit them up online at greenbeltbotanicals.com. Whether you're shopping in-store or online, make sure you utilize the official Freaks and Geeks promo code to get 15% off at checkout. You say, say, Doc, tell us the code, fill us in on the juice all right so i got you the cat the code is all caps foot doctor one five that's f-o-o-t-d-r one five all caps and that's going to get you 15 percent off your purchase at greenbeltbotanicals.com they have everything over there freaks and geeks from tinctures to smokables to cbd dog treats they even have the delta h strain in smokables and other products is what like uh, edibles and topicals and t- uh, tinctures as well delta H's the new wave of the future uh, freaks and geeks so hit them up all of their products are amazing. All of their service is amazing from the online service to the in-store service to the delivery, lo- the local delivery service they offer. It's amazing. Hit them up, Freaks and Geeks. Anything, any question you may have, go over to greenbeltbotanicals.com and use that official promo code, FootDoctor15. Tell them the doctor sent you. That's greenbeltbotanicals.com. Freaks and Geeks, please support the sponsor because the sponsor supports the podcast. And now, on to the show. Wednesday, January the 20th. Welcome, Freaks and Geeks. To another smoke-filled and jam-packed episode of the Doctor's Orders podcast with the 512 Foot Doctor. The podcast where I sit down with some of the most creative and influential people that I know and we share stories of the ride of life. As always, I'm your host, the 512 Foot Doctor, coming at you live and direct from the studio of Life or Death. If you're a returning freak or geek, thank you very much for checking back into our regularly scheduled appointment. If you're listening for the first time, if you're checking in for the first time, well, welcome. Welcome to the Freaks and Geeks family, and I hope you're ready to buckle up for this ride. Freaks and Geeks, this is episode number 20 of the Doctor's Orders podcast, and you know what that means. This is the final episode of volume two. It's been a hell of a journey. It's been a hell of an experience, and it's been tremendous revisiting with multiple people, people that I may know from a past, people that I'm interested in and want you to know about Freaks and Geeks, just some tremendous, tremendous beings out there. Beings, shout out to episode number 19, Brandon Epica. Oh, that was an excellent one. At the tail end of this podcast, podcast i'm gonna scale through all of the episodes for volume number two and then give you some insight for what we got working with volume number three of the doctor's orders podcast with the 512 foot doctor but before we get into any of that we got to get to what's on our plate today freaks and geeks the 20th of january for the 20th episode of the doctor's orders podcast with the 512 foot doctor give you a little guest info a little rundown our guest today is a he's an austinite he's an old friend of the 512 foot doctor one buddy like one of the first i remember in my life like 
we'll talk about it in just a little bit, but old, old, old um, kindling, old friendship here. Uh, he's a connoisseur of art and uh, uh, I mean, just culture in general, whether it's Latin culture, whether it's just Texas culture, whether it's, I mean, he, he's very, very uh, uh, up to date and has a lot of insight and appreciation on that. I see him as an innovator. He's done a whole lot of things. Uh, I know he, he dabbled into uh, architecture in the past, and we'll talk about that. I'm very interested in doing that. But uh, um, on, the, on, the, on the tail end, not on the uh, current end, he's one half of an amazing Latino coffee uh, uh, pop-up known as Mercado Sin Nombre. And you can catch them every Saturday at a, uh, uh, at a farmer's market near you in the Austin area. And you can catch them every fucking day on the Instagram and on the social media, and we'll talk about that but freaks and geeks put your hands together for our guest today number 20 of the podcast julian maltby what's going on bud glad you could be here how hey, are man. you how's it going good how are you doing good doing good well we did a little catching up um before this entire thing so uh, i'm glad you're here it's been a minute man it's been a solid minute since we like just have had time to sit down you've learned a lot i've learned a lot we've changed definitely uh in those learnings we fucking there's been goods there's been there's been bads if we take it back to uh uh what's that film fucking in um, training day there's definitely had to have been some smiles and cries but uh um let's catch you let's get you caught up this is the heinz 57 live catch-up this is the first segment of the podcast we do this every week every wednesday 6 a.m this thing drops and it's the first thing everybody uh they they, they dig so the heinz 57 live catch-up introduce yourself to the freaks and geeks say what's up tell us your name where you're from and what do you do all right hey um i'm julian julian maltby uh, from Austin, Texas. Um, and there's, there's a lot to me, I guess. Like you were saying, um, moved out of Austin after high school, went to McCallum High School, uh, went to El Paso, Texas to uh, study out at UTEP. That's were, where my family's originally from. Okay. Were you already, were you 18 when you started or were you 17 when you started college? I uh, was, yeah, I was 18. Okay. Yep, yeah. So, I, yeah, I turned 18 senior year in high school. Oh, right, uh, right. Moved out there. Uh, don't even know why. I guess I figured I had to go to college. That's yeah. the thing to do. And uh didn't have the grades to go to UT, so just left. But it turned into a really good opportunity. I grew a lot over there. A lot of culture up there, too, bud. Yeah. But your brother went there before you, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's got to be a little bit of influence. And, like, your is your grandmother there? Uh, she was. She just passed uh, last year. Um but yeah, so I still had family there. Obviously, yeah. yeah, that was a, a reason I went over there. I was familiar with it. I traveled there every year growing up. So, man, buddy, our last guest, uh, Brandon Epica, he he's from El Paso. So oh, he, nice. we talked a little bit about it. Um, I think he went to um, just some of the. He talked about some of the schooling he went up there and talked about the train yard. We didn't get to talk about Chico's Tacos, so uh, nice. that's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, what's what's that guy about? What's he doing? Here? Oh man, he. Um, He's a DJ in Freaks and Geeks. Go check that one out. Episode number 19 of the podcast. He's the DJ for a disco in, De- in the Dallas area called Debbie Does Disco. And he spins all fucking vinyl vinyl records. Nice, Not man. nasty. He has cool. three fucking uh, tables set up at a time. It's all vinyl. He records it. Um, you can catch him on uh, Mixcloud, and he, he has all of his mixes up there. Some of them, I like, think like, they range from like two hours on the minimum to like six hours on the maximum. So Damn. you should check that out. Cool. Some really good shit, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that guy was doing up there. I think he was from there, so that's pretty cool. But uh, um, tell us about that whole, on from your perspective, like 
going through education up there, man. Did you live, were you on campus or did you get down with the grandma up there? Or, or was, did you have a center? Because when I went to college, I really didn't have like an anchor. I don't want to say anchor of support up there, but like it was tough. It was meeting all new cats, you know, that mm-hmm. freshman year, the, 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 uh, the dorm year for, for myself. It's like, yo, this is the first thing, like we're away from that high school, the high school group that we got to, yeah. uh, we got to know for that small town, not necessarily small town, small town for myself, but, uh, on the Austin spectrum, a little larger unit for yourself. So tell mm-hmm. us about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, UTEP where I went to school, they didn't have the, that first year thing where you have to live in a dorm. Okay. Um, so I, I got an apartment, uh, using my parents' help. Cause what am I 18? I don't know. Yeah. Don't have a job that can support all that, but I definitely did have that anchor. My grandma was there and nope. still had family, so it, it was a little bit of a transition. Yeah, it wasn't as hard as just going up. Like yeah. what you're in Denton, right for yeah. UNT. So yeah, I can imagine that's a little bit harder just not having anybody there. Um, now, was your had your brother already graduated or not? Uh, he was there. So we, yeah, we were at UTEP together for a little yeah. while. He was living. Uh, I think he had his own place or something. That's cool. We ended up, we got smart after a year and moved in together. So that that was the smart thing to do there. Um, yeah. yeah, and I, I like I said, I, I knew I needed to go to college, but yeah. didn't know what I wanted to do. In some ways, I kind of still don't know. But yeah. I ended up studying philosophy and art history. That's where okay. I got my my undergraduate in. All right. Um, and eventually, uh, I was there eight nine years, something like that, and then went to. Graduate school uh, in Albuquerque at University of New Mexico, and uh, got a master's in architecture. Nice, that's fucking sick. I can see. I didn't know that that was your undergrad, but uh, that's dope. So I, now I see. Like yesterday, I was writing out the word architecture, and I was like, "Buddy, the, the, for me, when I go back and look at any of those things pertaining to you, it's more architecture." Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that, now I see, cause you got that, uh, uh, art history and philosophy on the, on the front end. So that's pretty dope. Um, yeah, that's badass. So, uh, so you spent some, a good amount of time there. Uh, like what are some of the, the most memorable, like m- memories that you have of El Paso? And then we'll talk about some Austin stuff too. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and there's a lot. I, I kind of call it home now, actually. That's how much I loved it. I think that's why I stayed so long. Is anybody still there? Uh, just my grandpa and, uh, an aunt and, you know, just, uh, yeah, there's still some family. And now my, I met my fiance there, uh, my freshman year in college. We've been together a long time and her family's there. So, um, we, we still go there at least a few times a year for sure. Um, but now just, uh, it was just different. It was such a welcoming place. Um, just seemed real authentic, um, in kind of a way that I didn't see Austin had in a way, yeah. like it was just comfortable with itself and yeah. the people were so damn nice. Uh, I love the food. I don't know. It's just different. I think, uh, maybe it just gave me some perspective and I, I just liked being there. That's uh, cool. Yeah. yeah I, I went up there twice. It, uh, my uncle used to live up there. He used to teach at UTEP. Uh, man, I forget when this was, this had to have been when, when you and I were in either elementary or middle school. I don't remember one of the, probably elementary, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, a, it's a far fucking trek out there. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Definitely far. Cool. Cool. Um, so how's the day been going, man? Uh, what were you getting into today? And, uh, like I said, how, how's it been for you today? Uh, Sunday I try to mindfully take it easy, uh, do some reading, cool. uh, I'm pretty what, avid reader. What are you reading? 
You've always been an avid reader. That I remember your fucking room is always just fucking full of books. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Always had a I book mean, that kept growing. Uh, so I got a couple. Um, this morning I was reading a book called The Cooking Gene. That's uh, it's from this food kind of cultural historian chef, uh, Michael Twitty, I believe is his name. Okay. Oh, it's awesome. It's uh, basically it's a it's a black dude and he's retracing his ancestry through food through the South mm. and it's kind of just giving some genealogical cultural tidbits about it and there's some recipes in there and that's cool that's yeah that's awesome there's a lot going on with it um gives me goosebumps every every so often um i'm really interested in that kind of stuff it, nice. it's sort of a cult his, his, the historical culture uh, the historical just uh, insight or presence of food in general yeah, and especially in the South, where okay. it comes from. So he's he's tracing his family lineage, lineage and um, some of the recipes and all of the... Um, what are we talking about? Like New Orleans? Are we talking about like Alabama? He has some family, yeah, in, in Louisiana and okay. Alabama. So and he's kind of just talking about the sort of this, this pot of the South and how it's so influenced by the Creoles and Native Americans and West Africans and Europeans and... Yeah. Um, obviously the food that's there natively and, um, I'm, I'm really into that, that aspect of food, like the storytelling aspect of yeah. it. Um, pretty much anything I'm doing, I'm really interested in that. It's yeah. a huge mixing pot, man. Cause we now see a lot of like Filipino cult, Filipino cultures in the, did I say that right? It didn't sound like I said that right. Filipino. Yeah, I guess so. Filipino yeah. cultures in the, uh, the Houston area. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's just, I dig that. That's fucking out of sight. Um, I mean, that's just because the climate is very similar. I'm not saying that's just because that they're there, but the climate's similar. Yeah. The fucking, the food is similar. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that's pretty cool. And it's a, I mean, Houston's a fucking huge m uh, melting pot as it is. For sure, yeah. And they, they got some bomb food too. Vietnamese yeah. food is awesome there. Something I wish Austin had a little more of, some yeah. Vietnamese food, but it's, it's great there. Do you get down with Triple Eight? Triple Eight? Yeah. No, um, Old Torf? Uh-uh. No, I don't make my way down south too much. Hit that one up, man. Okay. That's a good. Uh, what you call? What we call it? Vietnamese. It's 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 got some Thai. Uh, it's a, it's a hot spot. They do a whole lot of shit, man. They do some Thai food. They do some their take on Chinese food and stuff like that. They got the hot pots. They have a whole oh, bunch nice. of stuff. So check that out. If if uh, are you central or are you? Uh, uh, where are you? Are, are you are you by West Campus or something like that? I'm just at a. I guess you'd call it North Campus. Um, like 38th and Duval, Hyde Park area. Got a nice little house there with my fiance Miriam. Okay. Now, is that the same Duval? See, this is a huge question. I mean, as Austinites too, is that the same Duval you grew up on? It's not, right? Because there's like two Duvals, right? There's yeah. Duval Road and Duval like Street, or what's going down there? Uh, that kind of confuses me still. So yeah. I know I was just driving down 183 the other day, and there's a Duval Road way the hell out there. I'm like, yes, yeah. that's not the same one. So, um. I did grow up on Duval Street. That's Street. just north of Koenig. And I guess it's the same Duval. I don't... So that's Because I think it kind of ends and yeah. runs into like the gas company and then maybe it starts up again. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's the same. That's crazy. Y'all still got the house or what? No, no. Uh, my mom remarried... Uh, I think my senior year okay. and moved in with her husband's into his house. That's cool. Uh, but still north. I think he's over there by... Um, by McCallum High School. All right. Over there in um Brentwood Were y'all owning area. that house? That was a jam no, house. No, we were running it. Okay, that was a sick-ass house. Yeah. That was eclectic as fuck. Yeah. And so I, many different, like, times all in one. Yeah, old-ass wood floors and yeah. all that stuff. I yeah. wish. I mean, if we tried to buy it now, it's like, 
Not yeah, and it was like that. tucked off, like right there, little bend. It was on a little bend. Yeah, oh, railroad man. tracks in the behind the backyard. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's fucking fun little spot to grow yeah. up. Hitting the fucking walls, jumping the fence, hitting the mall. Yeah, going yeah. up and down the railroad tracks. That was man, awesome. That's crazy. Long time ago, but this, yep. that area has changed a whole lot now. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's not even doesn't even look fucking anything mm-hmm. like it. But yeah. Oh, buddy. So. Let's see. So good on the week. Let's see. Uh, so you talked about philosophy and you talked about this art history. Like what got you into that? Like why'd you, why'd you take off into that? Um, I'm not really sure. I think, I don't know, any teenagers kind of looking for answers. And uh, I, I had, I guess, a little mini uh, family tragedy with my grandpa dying. And for whatever reason, I was attracted to some of those books at Barnes and Noble, philosophy books, and what are some of the hot ones? You or what are hot hot books and or practices and or just philosophers? Uh, so on that occasion when I was over there and he passed away, uh, my grandma just told me to like go to Barnes and Noble, get a book, take your mind off of it, and I went straight to philosophy section because I knew it was hard as hell and you know i'd have to put all of my mind into it to to get something out of it yeah i took a few classes on the college level that's the first time i really dabbled into it yeah uh yeah i mean obviously it's a lifelong Mm -hmm. uh, pursuit it could be Mm -hmm. so i I got this book um critique of pure reason it's still i mean i read it a couple of times because i I go back to it all the time it's by Immanuel kant um written late 18th century and uh, he does a lot. He's a huge figure in philosophy. But what region would he have been in the globe? Uh, it would be German Germany now. Okay. Um, but yeah, just the old dead white dudes. Most of Western philosophy, right? So, but he, he's super influential. Changed the way we think. Yeah. Um, philosophically in the West, and I still have that book and love it. And I just think I like the challenge of it. And That's cool. thinking that if I could, if I could. Uh, figure out this text and read it and understand it, then I could understand something about the world. Yeah. And um, I still believe that in some ways. And I think it's turned more into a passion of telling stories and not really like pursuing truth, but uh, just the stories that happen around the world and with us and culturally through food, stuff like that. That's badass, man. Yeah, I've started, the last I read on, I mean, do you meditate at all? Uh, I wouldn't call it that, but... Reading that kind of is my meditation, reading that sort of stuff. Yeah. I've started to dabble into a lot of meditation, but like I was, uh, I guess, enlightened to the fact that the dude posted on the wall behind you was not only a martial artist, but a fucking philosopher all around. And I've just been uh, just listening to his daughter's podcast and just talking it over with other people. And they're like, yeah, uh, a philosopher is a cat that doesn't have to like tell you he is one and he doesn't even know himself but mm-hmm. like a lot of the practices the stuff that that guy was talking about is definitely do you, do you get down with any of the eastern or excuse me yeah eastern philosophies and or just practices or, or mindsets of that guy uh yeah bruce lee um that yeah towards the end of my undergraduate i, I started reading some some western <laughs> philosophers got into some of the stuff that uh buddhists were writing mm-hmm. or not writing, um, practicing. Um, and yeah, I got interested in that sort of intersection. Uh, I know he went to like university of Washington or something and actually got a degree in philosophy, which was cool too. Nice. So he's like, yeah, like in practice and what he does. Um, but also he's got that 
paper yeah. paper that says he went to school for it. So that's nah, pretty cool. He's smart as shit, man. Yeah. Smart as fuck and just had a lot of a uh, lot of drive. Like just every day. I don't know. I, I gotta think I, I mean I definitely think about him every day. And that's on like that level. I also like musicians for some way for some reason to me as well. Huge musical background for myself. And I kinda there's philosophy in there mm-hmm. do. Is it always good? Not necessarily, but like in creation I think they try to their philosophy is to do the best that they can in yeah. that and just let this uh the sound of love just travel into other people and fucking yeah you know, share it with them that's an inspiring pursuit and he's super inspiring to me too just yeah that every day like knowing that it's worth it to yeah. whatever to work at what you got to get done yeah and yeah. i think that's a lot of it. one huge thing that we've not necessarily missed but is kind of been i don't want to say on the decline but this whole last year and just trying to push into this year you can get into a funk and you can get into like just a down slump and just fucking a corner of the couch where you don't want to come out of and just fucking yeah i don't care that sucks i think uh that <laughs> that's that shit is uh i think uh, Stan in South Park was depressed one time, and he was like, "Yeah, see, everything he saw was shit." Yeah, um, and that couldn't that can that can definitely happen as long as. But if you have like a, I don't know, just good forefront, and you want to just you know, you know, you you're gonna there's gonna be some back steps, but always continuing taking these front steps, man. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah. I didn't know that about. Uh, I didn't know you got into the philosophy and the art uh, the art history. That's dope, man. Yeah. Um, Let's see. All right, I got five random questions for you, but cool. random fucking questions. Let's run through these bad boys. Um, here, let's go with um, ever. Have you ever traveled first class on a plane? No, man. No, no. no? Mm-hmm. Have you ever traveled on a, a a train somewhere long distance? On a train, not long distance, but uh, I was living in Baltimore before I moved back here in yeah. June. And just taking train to New York or DC. Okay. Got that little transit system going. So that was cool. But nothing long. It'd be cool to take it out west somewhere. Yeah. Old school uh, train out to El Paso or something. Yeah. It'd be awesome. But no, I never have. Yeah. My mother took one up to Chicago. uh, Like it took a few years ago. That's a a popular spot to take a train to in Chicago. Mm -hmm. But it took a long time. I think she said it took like. 31 hours or something like that. Damn. She was, yeah, it's a lot. A yep. lot. Um, all right, man. So you spent some time out in El Paso. You ever seen the uh, UFOs and or like, uh, I don't know, ghostly apparitions, spirits or anything like that? What's going on with that? I don't know. Paso. Or just in I'll, general, too, because you, I mean, you spanned, like, I mean, you just dropped Baltimore. That's an old oh, fucking yeah. spot. Um, New Mexico, you know what I'm saying? That's an old spot as well. Like anything? Man, I, I don't think, I want to believe, like it says, but I'd. I maybe that's why I don't see anything but I love the stories you know out it's so different too like they got a uh, Baltimore's got Edgar Allan Poe and just like creepy vibes there's stuff on Netflix you can watch like true crime type stuff mm-hmm. unsolved mysteries whatever but I love that stuff and it's, even in the desert like in El Paso uh-huh. or New Mexico there's so much of that stuff going on Did you ever go to Leak Leakin Park Link drove by it yeah. drove through it tried to find that that little spot where that happened and yeah. that's just fascinating I mean yeah. it's it's spooky if nothing happened there, yeah. Uh, but the fact that something did, it's like damn. A lot of, I mean, who knows how much? Like, how big is it? As far as like, is it? It's, I mean, it's kind of like a state park sort of a thing. Jeez. Like, so it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you, up on you, a hill. So, all right. Do you know who uh, Dan Bell is? Dan Bell. No, who's that? He, he's he's a cat from uh, Baltimore. He does a lot of that. Like, I don't want to necessarily say paranormal, but he's a, a, a definitely a, a, his, a documentary. 
documentary or documenter of history so his story mm-hmm. but he fucks with like uh, abandoned structures um fucking abandoned malls fucking he and he does some he, he's been to a lot of the spots in baltimore he, he lives there and stuff like that grew up there um so um that's interesting he check him out uh, dan bell cool. and freaks and geeks as well check him out if you're interested in the whole like uh, urban exploration that's one thing i've started to i don't know kind of dig on within the past i would say five years for sure um, i mean yeah baltimore is the spot for that there's yeah. i mean historical and non-historical buildings mm-hmm. there's just so much abandoned uh, that that city's awesome i love it there too i yeah. was only there for a year but um what took you out there uh my fiance got a job yeah. um contractor for the army uh, but we lived right in the heart of downtown or uh, i mean in uh um uh just right right by the bay um in baltimore um i was working downtown at the time at an architecture firm okay uh so it's cool i mean i kind of got the east coast uh somewhat big city is that the first time you had ever been out there in the east coast no i I traveled to um to dc and to new york before um and it was cool to live there but definitely not for me i mean i like i like all the space we have even here in austin and el paso um just room to think room to move room to drive places to park oh yeah yeah, yeah, for for free. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Um. Hell yeah, that's cool, man. Let's see. Um. All right. So I would ask this one: What street you grow up on? But you already answered that. Uh, let's see. Um. Da, 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 ghostly apparition. You ever been on a fan boat? Have you ever been on a fan boat? Fan boat. Fan boat. Those Bayou type boats with the oh, big ass man. Fan on that. No, like on Waterboy. Yeah, no, I've yeah, never, yeah. never have. No, neither no. have I. I've never <laughs> even seen one, bud. But yeah. Uh. No. 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 That's yeah. cool. Uh. Let's see. Uh, you ever sung karaoke? Yeah, sadly. What's I'm, your what's what did you think? Oh uh, man, um, I did like a. I'm the worst singer too, so it, it was a mistake. But yeah. I, you know, whatever, drinking and it was me and my girlfriend's anniversary at the time, so I did a Al Green okay. song for it. it. It was the worst. Yeah, uh, did some Van Halen ones okay. and whatever stuff that's not easy i should stick to like the doors or something it's, yeah like, easy to do <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool i've never done it i'd like to do it but i wouldn't i would i was gonna branch out and do some fucking some difficult shit yeah i mean some mick jagger shit and that's that's too much right there you yeah. know what i mean that's enough uh let's see uh you got a record collection i do yeah cool. what's what's going on with that how many you got in there uh probably a few hundred i got yeah. pretty big yeah uh inherited a lot from my mom yeah um and my grandma my mom's coolest person um she had a huge record collection still does like at some point she kind of we had this sort of ritual giving off of her records she Mm -hmm. gave it to me and my brother and we just sat there one morning and picked out everything that we wanted uh for a couple hours and we barely like scratched the surface of what she had um so it's still all there but got a lot of cool stuff she was really into punk in the 80s um when she first moved here she was in that stuff going on here Uh, so I got a lot of that, got some old school goths, some Bauhaus, a lot of David Bowie, okay. um, a bunch of dad rock, typical stuff. Is she from, where's she, where's she from again? She's El from El Paso. Paso. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Both of, your father and your mother? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. And then they uh, moved here in the 80s. Did they know each other? They met in El Paso, yeah. Oh, okay. I got mm-hmm. you. Okay. So they moved together. Okay. Yep, yep. Cool. In the 80s. Yeah, I think that's where the time, probably my father came in here. Mother was born here, so. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, all right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Nice, nice, nice. What's your favorite? Do you, uh, is, what's your favorite way to listen to music? 
Oh, definitely on on vinyl. Oh, uh, wow. Got a sweet receiver that I got picked up in Albuquerque. Had this okay. dude fix it up for me and uh, just hang out, hear the crackling. Yeah, yeah. And the process of doing it. I like yep. the process, the touch. Um, you a concert goer? Not so much anymore. Yeah. I mean, obviously not uh, yeah, now. Yeah, but yeah. even even before, I kind of wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know. I guess I'm just a bummer. I don't that's know. That's all right. That's all right. No, no, no. No, you don't. no, no. You're good. You're good. You ever been in a? You ever been part of a live studio audience? You know, uh, uh, a game show, um, SNL, uh, anything like that? Uh, you, what would you? Ah, no, I wish. Um, I I thought I was going to be a part of the Daily Show okay. um, up in New York. Yeah. We went up there. I was visiting my uncle in D.C., rode the train up to New York because uh, he got my mom tickets to go see that yeah. for her birthday. And then it turns out when we get there that I had to be 18 to be oh. in it. So I was like, ah, damn. So it was cool. Got to explore New York a little, a little bit on my own. But no, nah, never have. Dang. All right, let's, uh, let's wind this one down. Uh, what movie can you watch over and over and over again? Ah, damn. Um, or, or plural. Man, I got a lot. Uh I just watched White Men Can't Jump again, and yeah, I could watch that all the jam. time. Yeah, Sydney Ding, yeah. Sydney. Oh man, that's a good one. And uh, yeah, speaking of uh, live studio audiences with the Jeopardy and everything, thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that was great. With, I forgot uh, about that. What's your name, uh, Rosie Perez? Uh, Rosie Perez. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I guess uh, uh, I watched it like last weekend. It was on TV, and, and you know, like movies on TV take like five hours to yeah. get through because commercials. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't even care. I watch like Shooter every time it's on okay. that because it's right. got that sweet like conspiracy theory stuff right. going on. You get down with that? Yeah, I All mean, right. not uh, wearing tin foil or anything, mm-hmm. but I love that kind of stuff too. Just shout out to Sam Tripoli, tin foil hat pocket. Yeah. Um, what's your? You got a favorite one or ones? Of, like, uh, uh, conspiracies you get down with that's been a, a topic I've, been, I've wanted to talk about and a lot of a lot of uh past guests have been like yeah fucking talk about it go 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 so this is a good one um damn i don't think i could i mean i i get down with the ancient alien stuff uh-huh. just i think because of more like the anthropological yeah. and cultural stuff it's just cool to think about all like that mayan yeah. things I oh think. Yeah, yeah yeah um yeah that's cool the whole pyramids and the fucking just the reoccurrence of a lot of these similar um practices and or structures that are scattered throughout the world yeah. and like how did have they have they all know yeah, you know yeah. how they did they talk and if they talked how and if they shared information how yeah like, you know what i'm saying yeah um i always like every few years get back onto wiki and start reading about like jfk assassination stuff that's yeah. fun uh yeah. and speaking of woody harrelson white man can't jump like his dad was from El Paso, and he was uh, one of the people who was um, accused of murdering uh, JFK. Really? Yeah, and he, he actually uh, killed a federal judge in Whoa, El Paso, too. we're going to have to check that out. Yeah. Holy shit, did not know Random that. Random little story, yeah. But I love Woody Harrelson. Yeah, man. He's Woody's good. great. Love Woody's him. fucking tremendous. Yeah, he yeah. has a really interesting life, too. Yeah, he listens He's to like the podcast. Crazy dude. He does. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, Woody's fucking great. Hey, all around, I like that shit, man. Uh, I dig on um, Natural Born Killers. You get down with that? I actually haven't seen that. I don't Yo, know why. Watch that. I know, like I know the cover. Just walking through Blockbuster, seeing yeah, it all the time. Watch when I was that. Little, but, okay. Oh, uh, him and fucking um, uh, uh, Julia Julia Lewis. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julia okay. Lewis, she's a killer. She's a standard for the fucking movie scene back in the 90s. Fucking, uh, who else makes an appearance? Robert Downey Jr. Nice. makes an appearance. Uh, fucking, uh, um, uh, No Respect, uh, Dangerfield makes an appearance. Uh, cool. Okay. Yeah, he's in there. There's a lot of good shit in there, man. That's a good one. That's nice. a twisted one. You'll have to, uh, it's not like, it's, uh, it's written by Tarantino. Oh, is it? Yeah. Damn, okay. Yeah, yeah. he wrote that one, and uh, that's one of the ones that he didn't direct, and he also didn't, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, um, is it, uh, come on, say the right one, uh, True Romance. You ever okay. seen that one? no, I haven't. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wrote that one as well. Um, nice. So those are good. Those are really good. Those okay. are jams right there. Cool. Um, fuck, man, that's cool. Let's see. All right, so let's. this is the last one on the live catch-up because we got to move on. Uh, in the past 20 days, now I'll, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. When I first started this podcast, I gave my first guest nine months because we started in September of uh, last year. But you get 20 days because it's this year. It's 2021. Um, in, the, in the last 20 days, have you picked up on any new uh, just practices in life, whether it be uh, routines, whether it be hobbies, whether it be appreciations uh what you got you picked up anything new i guess i kind of alluded to it but uh i should do it more often but on my sundays I like to mindfully uh just relax and be yeah. be aware read cook some yeah. breakfast uh, made some pancakes this morning but just get the week going yeah kind of start the next week end the last week sort of thing yeah um, i agree uh, that's i mean yeah that's i dig it you don't roll on shabbos man yeah um but yeah that's what like like i was saying before with the whole like uh, consuming of uh, libations and stuff on sunday mm-hmm. uh every outside of that box i don't do it and that's my day to do exactly what you're talking about the catch-up day nice. and then monday it's just like fucking getting right back into it Hell yeah. All right, man. So that was the life catch up. Next, we're going to talk about the the travels and the lessons of life. Um, so again, you've, you've alluded to this a little bit so far. So uh, um, uh, let's see. You've lived in a lot of states. Um, just share us like your your venture. You hit El Paso. You, have you, aside from Texas, you've lived in Baltimore and you lived in New Mexico. Have you lived anywhere else? Besides there? Nope. Um, I did a little internship working thing for three months in mexico city okay uh, i don't, don't think that's counts as living but i was there yeah. for a hot minute and yeah. that was pretty cool that's cool uh but now south southwest and then a little hiccup of baltimore yeah 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 that's crazy man uh let's see so uh you studied architecture what got you into that man because so like the last we parted ways in what the fifth grade i believe yeah, for the most part. Maybe saw each other once or twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as far as like education and like our, our lives and the whole whole unit mm-hmm. uh, and learning and developing shit like that, you yours went down in Austin and my moved out to Lockhart. You went to a, a middle school that was like a magnet school. Like, why did you choose that? Why did you choose to go there? And then why did that lead into the other like art-based school? What was your pursuings in, in those phases of your life in the middle and the high school? Uh, yeah, I went to Fulmore. Uh, it has a different name now. I don't remember what. Cause I, Lively. Lively Middle School, I yeah. So. Um, on South Congress, that was cool. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, a, that's the, the drive right there. Just like, that's kind of like, hey, I'm in the city, but like, nah, it's kind of tucked off. It is in the city and it is on a major, it's on the oldest, like, I don't want to say the oldest street in town, but pretty much. Probably is, you know yeah. What I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it was right across from Franz, which yeah. I think is a Torchies now. Yeah. R.I.P. After, friends. Yeah. 
uh, after school, I got to go down to... Uh, Mags. Don't get it twisted. Mags is uh, Of course. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it still there? Yeah. Is that the one that's still there? That okay. one's still there, yeah. Um, yeah, and they had like, uh, what's it called? Electric Ladyland or whatever, mm-hmm. the costume spot and yep. toy stores. So that was cool. Yeah. And I was riding the bus, the number one bus up Lamar. Goes right in front of the Capitol up to Fulmore. Um, so I got the bus to school every day and it was a really cool Where opportunity. You oh, you would, so you would walk from Duval all the way up to... Koenig and Lamar area, yeah. catch that and one. And then catch that one all, damn, that goes all the way there? Yeah. Uh, mom was working, she had to be at work at like 7.30 or something. Yeah. And okay, so, but like, why did you choose that? Did you have to like apply there or anything like that? Yeah, I think it was just encouraged by my mom. And, okay, you know, I was that's good, I love that. 11 or something, yeah. so I'm going to say no. Or, yeah. You know, so. Because um, you would have gone to Lamar, right? I think I actually would have gone to Webb, which is probably oh, a pretty good reason why yeah, she sent me there too. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how it is now. And yeah, who knows, but back, then, cool, it didn't, but back yeah. then it didn't have a, yeah, yeah. didn't have some good stuff on it. But okay, so you go, you go out there, and then you do your three years there, you're still like stupid as shit, you're middle yeah. school. I mean, you're still learning, and then yeah. you dip off to the high school, and that's a that's a prominently like fine arts high school. What, yeah, what'd you pursue there? Uh, so I wasn't in the fine arts program, but I was like adjacent to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it was there as my homeschool. Um, mm. But I'm able to take some of those same classes and be around those people. And um, um, yeah, I wanted to go there so bad, man. I wish. I uh, would have loved it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great school, and I I know it still is. They had the guitar program, but and I was yeah, like, oh, great music. My brother was sick. in that. Um, He's a trombone guy, right? Yeah. All right. Um, living out in San Francisco now. No shit. I'm not sure what he if he does that anymore, but he does some singing and stuff. He got all the singing genes, I Whoa, guess. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's great, and. Um, but Callum had people uh, coming in from the east side and around there and yeah. all over town because of the fine arts. And it was just a melting pot. It was awesome. Yeah. Everybody got along. Great school. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, you're very art driven. Would you agree? I think so. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. You got a lot of, I mean, you've been producing these, the vision kind of for your uh uh, your current ventures. I've always remember a lot of art in in your crib in the past. Um, and then you, yeah, you produced you uh, pursue this art history thing. So like, any, what's up with that? Like, where can you drop some artists um, all around? Just in general, artists you get down with, maybe like five, and then maybe some local cats that you really like. And do you like? Do you is it drawing for you or what is it? And I should be a better uh, drawer than I am as an as an architect, and it, I still do it. Uh, so that my other project you're alluding to, um, that it's kind of a side thing, but they're going in tandem. So we'll see what happens with Ooh. that. But still doing the architecture thing. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, after spending all that money and everything, I'd be dumb to just stop it completely. Mm-hmm. And no, I still really love it. Um, I think part of it is it's sort of a uh, a practical way of philosophizing for me, like uh, doing some of that storytelling. Some of the most important stories are yeah. told through buildings and yeah. understanding a place and a time and putting something there that in theory is going to be there for a long time. Yeah. Um, and gathering all of these different relations of a place and just making something out of it. Uh, super fascinating to me. And I think that's the best way to do philosophy is to design and build a building. Yeah. Um, artists I like, uh, Towards the end of my undergrad, I, I got really into Mexican art and philosophy, and uh, it kind of guided some of my future pursuits. You know, that internship in Mexico City I talked about, uh, my current venture, reconnecting with some of my family history, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I got really into that, and 
you know, you got like the Frida Kahlo, of course, and then the muralists, Diego Rivera and Siqueiros and Orozco are really awesome. Um, yeah, then a bunch of modern art. Uh, Duchamp did that crazy stuff with the little uh, urinal. That kind of like, he basically just got a that. urinal and put, I think, the word mutt on it or something. Uh-huh. And that kind of like just started modern art um, Whoa, okay. at the beginning of the 20th century. And, you know, it turned into whoever pollock and yeah. all that stuff down the road but yeah. um can't can't think of a lot off the top of my head sorry but it's all good just just like learning about it the story is told about it it says a lot about who we are as people and yeah. where we are nice yeah do you have any favorite like structures buildings old i mean not, not necessarily building but just structures in general because you speak on architecture and that whole like um build up do you have any time periods that you really get down with or what's going on with that i like a lot of uh, uh art deco stuff i love, oh, I love art, deco art deco man it's fucking and i remember like the downtown scene really tried to get down with that art deco vibe in the past speaking of the uh, the austin power plant mm-hmm. that was super art deco right there and then you venture i mean we're leaving the area but you venture off into dallas and then you get to this cotton bowl and that's art deco the fuck out yeah um but um on that retrospect i get down with the art deco but i also like uh my favorite building is the flat iron building oh, i yeah. love that it's one just the one. way it looks it's that's tremendous right there but what about yourself as far as like styles and do you have a favorite structure um let's see there's some uh yeah since i lived in baltimore i got to go to new york and that's just the place for architecture mm-hmm. I, I mean just so much stuff going on there and they got the the high line there i don't know if you're familiar with that that's like a it's an old like elevated train train track that they turn into a public park and it goes through like okay uh south west manhattan all right and you're basically just walking through a park but like amongst the buildings like they're right there next to you and you're elevated so you're able to see them there's there's a bunch of stuff going on um i have to ask a buddy about that one yeah, that's great. Uh, I like a lot of Mexican architecture for sure. That's why okay. I, I pursued that route. Um, yeah. The really great scene going on there, just like materially and um, just culturally, they're drawing on on their history and some of the things that they have available and some of the knowledge they have. Yeah. There's just great stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, let's see. And El Paso actually has some pretty good stuff too. There's yeah. a prominent architect over there doing a lot of stuff. He's actually done some things here too. His name's Henry Trost. And uh, the Driscoll. Uh, it's a jam spot. Yeah, that's him. He Man, did that. That's a beautiful building. Yeah, definitely. That's one of my favorites in the city as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great, a great one. spot. I hear that has some haunted tales yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Old, old building, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that spot reminds me of fucking uh, the oh, not the Overlook, but the uh, uh, what's it called, man? The um, uh, it's called the Overlook in fiction, but it's uh, uh that hotel in in uh, Den in Colorado, the Shining one, the Stanley. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of that one. But I mean, that's that's another building similar in, in itself. Nice. But yeah, but continue speak. Well, uh, what do you dig about the the buildings in in the area? So we're Austinites, you know. Yeah. Uh, which what you got any other ones you really like? I liked, or in the state, I really like the Astrodome. That's one yeah. building that I really get down with. That's I and mean, I'm glad that that hasn't turned to rubble yet. Yeah. But the Astrodome is sick that it's still there. Yeah. Um and I see a lot sorry I mean I no, no I, I see a lot of those similar structures cuz if you remember the um Palmer Auditorium, 
not the event center, the auditorium where it was previously had that similar, you know, dome structure. And I'm almost positive I've seen another Coliseum in Fort Worth that was looked just like the, uh, I mean, similar to the Astrodome in that mm-hmm. structure like that. But what do you think on that? Like, was, was that trying to be like the future? Was that a futuristic look they were going for? I think, for? yeah, it seemed like it. And uh, what's the, like, Bad News Bears or whatever? Yeah. They go over there and play that. They're yeah. totally, like, getting pitched that way. Like, yeah. that's the stadium of the future yeah, kind of yeah, a yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, the new Roman Coliseum yeah. in, like, the biggest state, whatever kind yeah. of thing. So that seems like it, yeah. And same sort of the, the Alamo Dome is kind of crazy like that, too. Yeah. Um, uh, not much of a dome, but crazy big, um, big enough to fit like football yeah. in it. I yeah, remember yeah, yeah. after, uh, after Katrina, the saints were playing there for a while and I, okay. those are the only NFL games I've ever been to, but that was All pretty right. cool to see that. Yeah. Um, and Austin, like you said, the, the power plant total yeah, art deco, that that's great. really cool. Um, I guess, man, I'm not too familiar and that's kind of one of my, like, after coming back, being new to the city, I kind of got to get back into it and see yeah. that because it's sort of like a new part of it's definitely, living here. It's, it's different from what this, the buildings we saw, you know, growing up. They're totally like we were shifting yeah. somewhere totally different. Um, man, I just thought of a, a structure. The And this one, it's not a, the railroad tracks in downtown in the city that you see over the water those have been there like that's something you think about the city all the time like those railroad tracks just stuck out there on the lake i don't know why that always pops up and i think about that but that's a and i mean that's not necessarily architecture but it's just a placement of a railroad but it's a significant landmark that i see yeah yeah uh, in the city so um and then sorry i had to i couldn't remember his name but uh tadao ando has a building in fort worth okay uh the museum up there, the uh, the Kimball is another um, pretty good one. What, uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, yeah, it's cool stuff up there. I actually only went there recently. To um, Fort Worth? Yeah. But, um, is that the first time you've been there? Yeah, I mean, I, I would go there for like basketball tournaments sometimes when I was younger, but... Um, okay, so you played... Ba- did you get down in more athletics in school? Yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, right. Basketball mostly, baseball yeah. a little bit. But uh, who is your favorite player? Uh, like NBA kind yeah. of thing, or yeah. probably Ginobili. Okay, love the Spurs, but uh, yeah, I was kind of Spurs a guy. wild style of play like Ginobili, just hustle hard, always getting hurt myself like him. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. I dig uh, Maravich, old school. Oh, no, for sure, yeah. That's the bad bad right there. Did you ever get, oh, this is a callback, or not a callback, but old school. Only the true heads will know this one. Did you ever get down with uh, uh, NBA Street Volume 2? Oh, of course. That was a Stretch. jam. Everything. That was a beautiful soundtrack fucking game. soundtrack is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. beautiful soundtrack. On yeah, that one. and Pete Maravich is awesome. Got yeah, some he's records that'll never too. get beat. Yeah, college basketball, and yeah. I had some VHS tapes of some of his like drills and stuff. Yeah. So I tried to learn some of it. Yeah, he used he's to awesome. do some shit. Uh, I forget what he would round red on round ball or something like that. Where he would like during games after he had he was done playing, he would go through with some guy and talk. And if you need any more of that, go for it. Go for, yeah. um, 
he would talk about just practices and techniques with the commentators for the kids watching the games. Nice. And I was like, yeah, well, that's pretty dope. Um, I mean, that's like part of part of the life lessons. Uh, but yeah, maybe that's that cool. was a uh, Red Auerbach, maybe or something. I'm not sure. I that's what it was. Think so. That sounds familiar because yeah. I'm pretty sure it was called Red on Round Ball. And like, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, dope, man. I, I'm digging that you know that. Um, what about now? You still follow it? You still do you still do you follow the professional aspect? Oh, uh, the NBA? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my one TV I watch, basically. Yeah. Uh, try to catch some other stuff, but mostly just NBA. That's cool. Just have a league pass and those games every night. And, nice. Uh, it's kind of made me not as interested in the NFL, sadly, uh, just because I'm just like, damn, the NBA is just doing it right. Like, mm-hmm. the storytelling, the figures, the entertainment. I yeah. just, I love it. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a in between phase for the spurs unfortunately but yeah love to keep up with them Mm -hmm. still got pop right yeah and they got some promising young players for sure i really think it's a new movement of the uh the san antonio basketball scene man yep that's cool yeah that's got some history there too that's that's the whole like uh first team in for the merger right that whole uh, i think they were out of dallas at first or something like the dallas spurs but it's based it's it's not based off semi-pro but that's where that semi-pro film gets its influence and stuff right is them coming in Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool man that's it bud. uh so you've talked about the travels you've talked about the the learnings uh man I, i dig that i didn't didn't know a lot of that stuff on you, so uh, I get down with it. Let's move on. Let's talk about the uh, the inspirations to do. All right. So, like, uh, where do you, where does your drive come from, man? Like, uh, I, th- I mean, I think it's family based, but uh, um, learning about these buildings and trying to reproduce these structures, you're 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 in a creative mindset, definitely. But you're doing something that people have already done before you. So, like, mm-hmm. where is the influence to make new? Um, I think there's, there's just so much new to make really. I mean, it's, if everyone thought of that and said, nah, it's already happened. I think a lot of things wouldn't have been done, uh, creatively, but I think for me personally, it's just like an endless pursuit of learning and exploration. I think it keeps me busy. It, uh, keeps me entertained. Um, especially with architecture. I mean, you're, if you're doing it right, you should learn something new with every project because yeah. not yeah. not any place is like another one. So for you to build a house out in whatever, Elgin or something, you're not going to do it the same way you do it in Austin necessarily. Yeah. Um, so, and I really like that. It gives you the opportunity to find new things that you're interested in, just learn for the rest of your life. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, so like where where's your ideal? Are you going to build your house? Maybe. Uh, it's hard to say. I think I'll probably... We plan on settling here in, okay, in Austin. That's cool. We're just renting this nice house right now, but um, man, it's you, expensive here. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your ideal like plot to put your humble abode on? Man, I don't know. Uh, maybe I wouldn't even build. I mean, if I, were, if I were a rich man, I'd love a house in Hyde Park. Just yeah. history in there. It's old school. Quiet neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, nice little yards. Uh, most of those little bungalows are like from Great the, trees. Yeah, 20s trees. and 30s, old houses. Yeah. Um, maybe it'd be more of like a, a retouch of some of those old houses okay. uh, with the nice wooden floors. And I think like sustainability-wise, it makes more sense too. There's plenty yeah. of houses here. I don't need to like bring in 
whatever concrete and wood to build something yeah. that I could already live in. So yeah, that's a yeah lame answer, but I like no, I like the sustainability. I like the like reutilization of what this keep build off the past i dig that uh, that's nice that's nice so um okay so this is not necessarily inspiration or to do but but you when i think about it you were the first guy that i knew that had tivo oh yeah you had fucking tivo and you had a dvd player man so yeah. like what that's huge that was like the way of the future talk about that man like yeah. that was amazing you were up ahead you were like buddy i got all these shows on fucking Re- yeah, like, what with do you the little a- beeping boop, boop. TiVo sound. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess, it, again, my mom's just cool. Yeah. Cool as hell. And she yeah. just got into that. I think we got our DVD player in like huge. 97 or it was something this like huge that. Huge fucking. Yeah. Came with Matilda on DVD. It was nice. like my very first one. Nice. Um, Shout out to fucking Danny DeVito on that one. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that's. I get a lot of that from my mom for sure. We're just like. Yeah. We love stories, yeah. reading and watching, and uh, you know if you can record shows, that's more stories you can watch. Hell yeah! Go back to it. Uh, that was know. power, man! I yeah. can't believe that. That was bonkers. <laughs> um, you remember that game Bug? Uh, of Yo, course, I love that. that. Yeah. yeah, that had some great sounds too. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could replay that one. I've gone and looked back videos. I never had that. I only got to see you play that, man. I didn't know where to, didn't know where to get it. Shit, man, man. I don't know. I'll have to. Yeah, I'll have to go to YouTube. I'm sure somebody filmed yeah, themselves. So there, there is it. footage on it. It's crazy. It's a. It's a definitely a time warp back bug, into the past. Straight up, just bug. Classic. So, do you still play any video games? Did you dabble into that at all? Nah, sadly, uh, not at all. I, I don't think I've played since uh, 360. I had Halo Four or something yeah, like that. That's so a good. That's a good franchise. Did you ever down with Doom? Doom, yeah, back in the day, yeah. back on the PC days. Yeah, I've been getting down with that, man. I'm trying to play through all of them. They're still, that's a great storyline. It gets repetitive after a while because, I mean, it's the franchise, but yeah. it's a good, uh, it's good, it's very well built engine and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you ever consider, do you consider the architecture of these, the digital landscapes of these things? Uh, not in video games necessarily, but I think that's part of the way it's taught in school now yeah. is to think about it digitally yeah. because, uh, you can show somebody digitally what this is supposed to look like, mm-hmm. this building that we're designing for you. If you can make it in a 3D rendering, you can give them somebody give somebody some VR goggles and they yeah. can occupy the building, basically. Yeah. So that's kind of a part of it, and uh, the theory behind that is super interesting. Do you uh, make any models? Have you made any models in the past? Like some physical ones? or some... Yeah, some phys- physical models of like what you wanted to create or just physical models of, uh, um, not necess- like again, what you wanted to create in a building and or art itself. Yeah, definitely. They, uh, they push that on you at school for sure. And uh, I'm not sure I would recommend architecture school. It's not super easy. And, yeah. Uh, they, a lot of numbers. They'll tear you down. Yeah. Actually, not. It's it's not a lot of numbers. It's like art school. Mm. Um, but part of building a model, like a physical model, is if you're if you're cutting pieces of cardboard together, and it gives you an idea of how how long something needs to be for it for it to span, for it to stay up, mm. or whatever. So, I mean, if you can build it with something that's a miniature version of a large column, then it's going to make sense at least partially, and then you can figure out some more of the specifics. So you got to find ways for the little models' walls to stand up, and then you can go from there. Uh, So they definitely push that. That's cool. Um, So I I got to looking, and this is a a new thing. you got a lot of ink, man. Talk to us about some of these tats you got on there. you got a lot of uh, uh, cultural backgrounds. Is that a Picasso joint? Or, uh, uh, yeah, is that based off Don Quixote? Or is that just a box? 
this one? Yeah. This is just this is a, a cross section, which is a, a building basically where you slice through a build. Uh, oh, it's shit. a drawing of a building where you slice through it. And All it's right. a way for you to see what's happening inside. Whoa. That kind of reminds me of the windmill. That's why I picked that off. Oh, okay. Yeah. This actually is kind of related to Don Quixote All in right. a way. That's cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that that was the first building that I ever drew in school. And, All right. Uh, some of my friends and I got it. Got some Hi, How Are You on here. Yeah. Just an old school part of Austin that I, I love. Actually, the last concert I went to um before shutdown was in baltimore mm-hmm. it was right after daniel johnston died and uh beach house who's from baltimore they put on a little private show uh playing daniel johnston yeah. songs it was incredible that's cool so that, that was a good way for me to go out for the year is that the only arm you got the income yeah okay. uh just this one kind of just some fun stuff uh, a lot of you know mexican and mesoamerican type stuff got yeah. the Colorado River and oh, the Rio Grande shit. River, that's cool. sort of like the partial outline of Texas. That's uh, cool. Is that blue bonnet back there? This one back here. Yeah. Uh, this is. Oh no, no, not that one. But that's cool. There's oh a, yeah. What is that? This one's a creosote bush. Okay. Um, if you ever in the West, uh, you know, in El Paso, when it rains, so uh, the moisture. It makes this flower smell and has this really like specific pungent smell. Yeah. And it, it just reminds everyone of rain, but uh, it's a pretty cool little plant. That's dope. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, I want to talk to you about those tattoos. You talked about the books. Uh, uh, what about the music? We, man, uh, do you know what the intro song for this podcast is? Yeah. Uh, White Stripes, yeah. Dead Leaves, yeah, and Dirty yeah. Ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love I, them. I, yeah, that's great, man. I um, I have to cut that. You know, I have to... Um, that's using you myself playing it, of course, but that was I think you introduced me to uh that band. Oh nice. Yeah. And I remember I know I have I don't think I don't know where it's at right now, but I got that C D. I had the I've purchased it twice in my lifetime. Uh, but, white uh, blood cells? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. White blood cells. Uh, uh never got to see them, but yeah, that's a hell of an album. Yeah. Hell I think that came out album. when we were in fifth grade. Something like that. Again, my mom, she's just She put you cool. on them? Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh took a little tr- day trip to Houston to uh-huh. go to NASA, which was a bummer. I thought it'd be cooler, but it yeah. sucked. But she we stopped at a... Damn, what's it called? Uh, there's some little music place right on like uh, 42nd and Burnett across okay. from what used to be the Alma Tree. There's a little CD warehouse maybe used to be called. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking in, in Austin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that used to be CD warehouse. Um, yeah, so she picked up that, which had just come out, and The Strokes, Is This It? And like still two of my favorite albums yeah. of all time. Just so good. I'll have to so check good. that. This is it. I'll have to check that one. I haven't heard that one. Uh, got down listen to The Strokes, but yeah. Oh man, yeah. I have yeah, to th- thank stuff. her for fucking putting. <laughs> Same, yeah, man. That's a tremendous. I'd have album. some shitty taste in music if it weren't for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what about movies and what about film, man? So, like, uh, what's going on there? What do you? Wh- what have you got down with, and what still sticks with you? For some reason, I wrote down Kubrick, Kubrick uh, when yeah. it came with you. I mean, you, whether it was The Shining, whether it was two thousand one, um, I, I think you got down with that. But uh, talk to us about film and the movies, and so th- this is just building off influence yeah. as well. Uh, that's something I'm gonna take some time to get more versed in this year. Is films? Films. Uh, it's just a whole other thing that can 
just take up a lot of my time, but yeah. I, I really want to because there's a lot of stuff out there I don't know. But yeah, I've been down with Kubrick for a while, had the DVD set of his collection back in the day. Back Clark when Burke that Orange motherfucker that. was like probably like 200 bucks. That was a because when you when they sold uh, box sets back, box sets back then, they were pricey, yeah, especially pricey. on DVD, and it has yeah. all special features for all the first the time, yeah. Great yeah, stuff. but 2001, one of my favorites. That's so good. Saw yeah. it as your background. Oh, yeah, but it's there. That's a great one. Um, mm-hmm. I love that film. I think I seen, have I seen that in the movie theater? I don't know. I want to. I wish. I think Draft House was just doing it recently. Yeah, I yeah. think that's one, of, yeah, that's one of the ones I haven't seen. I've seen Shining in, in the movie theaters. I've seen that at the Paramount. I saw Goodfellas at the Paramount, too. Oh, nice. That that's was a good one. badass, yeah. I just rewatched that one last year, just in bed. Yeah. Uh, it, was, uh, it was awesome, though. Tremendous. Yeah, yeah. made me want to go make some spaghetti. Yeah. Slice a little garlic up with Hell a little yeah. blade. <laughs> little blade. Little blade. Yeah. <laughs> um let's see do you like um so you like the whole like wise guy stuff those films yeah i uh for sure i actually um, uh, haven't seen godfather for whatever reason so okay. i'll spend some time with that that's part of my uh little year resolution yeah that's probably good, good, good one little, and two is good two yeah. is really good don't really have any discussion points on three it's not uh, the biggest thing but they really re- recently redid it like okay. uh, I don't know, I don't know how to. I think Coppola. I, I don't know. I can't explain it really, but it's like uh, a redux. So yeah, we'll see what's up with that. I, uh, man, I, I'm gonna give it another shot. But I wasn't super into The Sopranos. Yeah, you um, I got about shot. like 15 episodes in, but I'm super yeah. excited about the movie. I'm that's good. Coming I guess out. cool. I'm glad you brought that up, man. Uh, you should. What I would recommend is this. I've been listening to a podcast that they do, uh, Christopher, uh, excuse me, Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharippa. Shout out to them too. They listen to the podcast. Um, and they do a podcast called uh, Talking Sopranos. And they go through each episode. We've talked about it before um, of this series. They have a guest that takes up the first like 30 minutes. And then they don't read the script verbatim, but they read along the script. And mm-hmm. they talk through the process. They talk about the movie or the the music that goes into it. They talk about like um, acting with those people and stuff like that, and like just the uh, uh, not the uh, it's partial philosophy, but also uh, the uh, um, uh, what's the other one? Not philosophy, but uh, uh, psychiatry behind the entire. Or not psychiatry. Is it psych, psych? Yeah, I guess so. Psychology. Psych- yeah, yeah, there we go. Something there we go. Like that, yeah. thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's a psychiatrist. <laughs> that's, I can see how, yeah. So, um, off that whole thing, and uh, yeah, it's really great. So, I would definitely recommend it. I love, man, I love shows like that. Um, I yeah. love pilots. We've spoke about pilots in the in the past, but the, that's a hell of a pilot. Yeah. Um, man, that's cool. Yeah, definitely give that a run. And I, I, I dig that you bring up the film because, uh, um, yeah, why, like, well, why are you, why do you want to see the film? What what it's like? What excites you about the film? Um, that I know they're gonna do a good job with it because they just wouldn't do it if they they wouldn't bring it back and try to mess with something that people just adore so much mm-hmm. unless it was worth it. Uh, Gandolfini's son is gonna be in it. Like mm-hmm. as a young one, it didn't get more perfect than that. I mm-hmm. don't think. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just seems exciting. I I think part of the reason maybe I'm just kind of a impatient now but maybe part of the reason i wasn't digging the sopranos is it's a little slow you know and like compared to breaking bad or something like that it's just faster paced more like direct exciting things happening every episode and um i think when i watched it i was still in that mindset like oh this come on man i don't care if your family finds out or not you know yeah but uh yeah i think reading about it and listening about it i'll be able to appreciate it more 
I like the cameos that the, that the show features. There's a lot of cameos from films Lots of past. Goodfellas Lots stuff, of Goodfellas stuff, for sure. Lots of stuff, and just a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, some really good stuff. Check out that podcast. Cool. What's it called uh, again? Uh, Talking Sopranos. Talking Sopranos. Oh, yeah, this is a plug. It's usually not a plug for the stuff that we talk about. Yeah, this is a plug for Talking Sopranos to get them get down with them. They're cool. really good. Oh, uh, let's see. All right, man. So uh, um, there's some inspiration. There's some of your education. There's some of your travels. Let's talk about what you're doing now. So uh, um, you're doing a a, a pop up, um, just uh, not production, a pop up, um, a pop up journey with um, some some Mexican things that you've appreciated. Let's talk about coffee before we go into the pop up. Okay, cool. Did you have coffee this morning? Of course, yeah. How many cups do you have a day? I actually just have one, one small day. cup. Yeah, the opener. And sometimes the I I don't even finish it. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what? How do you brew it? Uh, right now I have this thing called a Ratio 6. It's kind of a fancy automatic pour-over uh, thing. I sound like a douchey hipster, but I love that stuff. I love uh, gadgets. And i got a sweet uh, Ode grinder, which is just like this really nice, beautiful little grinder that is quiet and just looks like futuristic, and it, it's great. Um, so it, it basically the Ratio 6 just does an automatic pour-over for you. Yeah. And um, I don't have to sit there and do it myself. Okay. Yeah. How do you How do you like it? That's that's good. It makes my life easy. It's uh, meditative. Tastes delicious. Yeah. Get all the flavors out of out of it that I want. I had this really nice cup of uh, Kenyan coffee okay. today that my uncle roasted. He nice. does that on the side on his own too. So, um, yeah. Part of the part of the little venture you're talking on, Sin Nombre, we. We highlight Mexican coffee beans. We we get it imported, and then we roast it here in town. Is and, your uncle the roaster? Uh, he helps us. Um, it depends on how much we need because he has a little mini, like three um, three pound roaster. So you can't do too much with yeah. that. It's only two and a half bags or whatever. So yeah. uh, we have another spot um, north of Austin that lets us use their big roaster. It can be like ten pounds at a time. That's cool. Um, yeah, but the idea is like we're there's a lot of good beans that are being grown in Mexico, and they're not doing it just to produce mass, you know, chocolatey plain coffee anymore. Yeah. Like they're really experimenting, playing with different processes, and uh, trying to get different flavors extracted out of them. What do they call that? Just a, a, what kind of farm? What do they call? You I mean because you got like a winery, you got like a. Uh, um, I don't know. What would you call a field? Of it would just be a coffee farm. Coffee yeah. farm. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Wouldn't really, I mean, unless it's like a huge production, there's not much to see because they, they just have trees, like acres of trees. And then it. So um, the bean comes from a tree? Yep. Okay. Do you, okay. And it's actually, it's a seed. So it comes yeah. inside of like a red cherry thing. Yeah. And then the coffee bean um, is the seed of that cherry. So you have to get rid of like the red outer part of it, mm-hmm. um, and that's that can be done in different ways, and that's some of the different processes that um, coffees will advertise. Like this is a natural process, which means it's just let to ferment on its own, mm-hmm. or a wash process means you wash it off, and different things happen with that. Have you done all of these processes? Not yourself? that, no. no. Um, it's just it's something that the farmers do themselves. Okay, like, so that happens before you get the bean. Yeah, then okay. you get green green coffee beans, and then they get roasted to a certain oh, point. Oh, okay, so they're green. All right, mm-hmm. nice, nice. Keep talking about this, bud, because we've never really had a, a 
a cat like yourself or a, just a guest in general that has a lot of insight on uh, uh, a craft like this. So um, what else about it? And then we'll, can, we'll so stick with the coffee and just the production like that and um, what you get down with and why, like, why you like coffee. I remember I, I brought up to you in the past uh, TMCM, oh, uh, Too Much Coffee Man, but uh, you were you were hooked on that yeah, one. Just... Yeah. Was that an influence from the mother as well or what? I think so, yeah. She she used to work at uh, Flight Path as a barista there. That's, okay. a, that's a spot right on Duval. Yeah, Duval in 53rd, I believe, or 45th. It's still there. Old school coffee shop there. Mm-hmm. And um, the author of Too Much Coffee Man, Shannon Wheeler, he used to go in there and really? so struck up conversation. Guy? Yeah. No shit. I didn't know. I didn't look up into that. That's yeah. cool. Um, so they were friends and she told me about him and Whoa. whatever. And, uh, I just like the work. And Have you ever met him? I never did. No. Okay. Uh, I wish. I wonder what he's up to now. I'm not yeah. sure. Who uh, knows? Hopefully he's just in the podcast. Yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> I'll but. get him to. Uh, no, I think that I just read about somebody who was obsessed with coffee (laughs) pretended that i did too i could do a collab man yeah and then do a book an issue in spanish oh yeah some ideas coffee man in spanish yeah we're we're doing some ideas here yeah grinding Uh, yeah (laughs) um so i think you know when i when i got into college and i needed coffee for a stimulant stay awake i think that's when i started taking it more seriously i was like oh there's different ways that this should taste or different things you can do i'm always into the gadgets tivo and all that stuff like you're saying so i was just looking for new things always exploring and i just went down the rabbit hole and started learning about it um there wasn't a whole there wasn't a big coffee scene in el paso but there is now there's some good stuff going on there but um i uh just kept going with it, and now it's part of this business that I'm That's great. running. Yeah, That's great. Before we get into the business, how do you like your coffee prepped? And, and, oh, and I was thinking about this this morning because, man, I'll, I'll, I'll discuss a few things, and it has nothing to do with this. But like, fuck, I, I'd been going through some automotive troubles this morning. I had to get a battery. I got two vehicles out the front, and one, the battery was fucked off. So I was like, fuck, I got to go. Let's test the battery. Got the battery, and the thing's going well. But when I was driving there... Um, I, I was thinking about, do you think you, or are you the best one that makes your coffee or, or where is the best cup that you've got it from? Like, uh, I you know see what I'm you saying? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm pretty critical of my own coffee. I'm like, damn, I, I had this machine do it for me and it still yeah. sucked. Uh, uh, so, so I drink it if it's just like a, a brewed coffee, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I just drink it black, um. Damn, we should have had some right now. Okay. Uh, but, but you want diff- some? If you want some, let me know. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> well, maybe actually. Uh, but I think different different beans taste differently, and uh, depending on how you brew it. So yeah. if you you can get the same bean and get an espresso out of it, and then from there, you know, do your lattes and cappuccinos and all that yeah. stuff. So I'm interested in trying it in all the different ways. Like I want to do it as a pour over. Mm-hmm. drink it black and i want to drink it as an espresso i want to dr- add a little bit of milk and drink in a drink it as a cortado nice. kind of a thing so it's kind of whatever i mean if if the barista is Down passionate the about it then i want to ask them what they're into like right. how how is this drinking good right now or yeah. like what are you into just give me give me what you're passionate about right now yeah is there any major baristas is that like a thing you know like just big people that are known for brewing that cup yeah signature that's a signature of that individual or something like that um 
Like, yeah, I'm not quite I mean, like, on that level because I'm yeah. not like a barista, but there are there's like barista competitions yeah. and these dudes like win uh, however much money and yeah. from all over the world. Yeah. Korea is always killing it. Actually, last year, uh, this dude from Mexico City won like a huge competition for that. So that was pretty cool. Um, uh, I think his name's Carlos or something like that at a cafe con Hirivia, just okay. a, just a roaster over there that I'm into. Yeah. Um, so say, you have your spots that influence you, like your uh, cafes that yeah, influence you? Yeah, cafes and roasters just doing cool things. There's a lot of great spots in Austin. Um, uh, if I had to say my favorites here, I like Fleet a lot. That's on uh, Weberville off of 7th. Okay, I'll have um, to check that out. That's over there, there by like Kitty Cohen's and all that stuff. Okay. It's a really good little spot. Uh, flat Tracks on Cesar Chavez. All right, hit these up. These yeah. are some east side spots. I've never been. Okay, what else you got? Um... Greater Goods is getting really big. I think they rust out in Dripping Springs, but they got a spot on Fifth Street. All right. um, but all of them are kind of doing this thing I'm talking about. Like they're folk. The the idea is to highlight the beans mm-hmm. and the region from which they all come. Right. So, so if you're doing that natural process like I'm talking about, and it's from Ethiopia or whatever, you're going to get part of the influence of where it is yeah. where it's being processed some of the you know if there's a pineapple farm up the road yeah. you might get some of that in there um so it's just it's about appreciating where they're from rather yeah. than i think the old school mentality was sort of exploitive you know like just brazil just pumps out coffee like crazy yeah and they make the most coffee in the whole world and it kind of tastes the same because it's just that's how they make their money but now there's money to be made in appreciating some of that stuff the same way you would like a scotch and you can taste different things in it or a mezcal yeah uh, stuff like that there's like the terroir or whatever yeah of that spot have you had a do you know anything about cafe du monde in uh new orleans New Orleans. yeah uh yeah yeah what do you think on that i thought it was really good of course the beignets are awesome slammers yeah i like the idea of it uh what is it? They put a hickory in it or whatever. Is that the thing? Like something like that. I think so. Yeah, I've had their stuff, uh, uh, but I, I didn't read into it. I, I wouldn't know as much as you would know. <laughs> yeah. So you know more than that uh, already off top. But yeah, that's a hot uh, slam in just a uh, coffee corner of New Orleans. Right yeah. There. I mean, that's just a. And then I mean, coffee down there. There's also, I mean, like since they're not the only ones, there's other people trying to compete on that level. Yeah. So the coffee in that district is pretty. Uh, Pretty, uh, they they respect it. Yeah, I don't, is that a Jefferson Square or something like that? Is uh, that Jackson called? Square. Jackson Square. There you go. Um, yeah. That's just a crazy. I mean, it's in the middle of so much history, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of art the, out there. Shout out to fucking uh, um, Reggie Ford. Hopefully, he's going to be on Volume Three of the podcast. He's a an artist that stands out on Jackson Square every day selling oh, nice. his art. Cool. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. There's so much history there. Yeah. New Orleans is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, all right, so let's talk about the uh, the market. So you do this. Uh, tell us where, and then tell us like uh, how, how long. When did it start, and who it's with as well? We're gonna talk about. Cool. It. Yeah. So that's uh, Mercado Sin Nombre. Uh, I guess like a, a nameless market in mm-hmm. English, and uh, it's an idea that me and my partner Jonathan Barraza we met in El Paso. He's a brewer at Independence Brewing right yeah. now. We had this idea like going on five years now um, back in El Paso, and then reconnected since i moved back and we were just like let's see what we can do um so right now it's it's in the form of a pop-up at the downtown farmer's market which is on like guadalupe and fourth okay we're there every saturday from nine to one and we're doing fresh corn tortillas and aguas frescas 
And the idea is sort of the same as what I'm talking about with the coffee. Uh, we we highlight things that we're very interested in in Mexico, yeah. from Mexico. So um, so right now we got these blue and yellow corn tortillas. Um, and, you know, we, we nixtamalize it, which is the process of getting it to be edible from, yeah. from the way corn is grown. How did you learn how to do that? Uh, reading books, actually. Like, it, I think from that art history, it kind yeah. of funneled me to Mexican history, um, Mesoamerican history, and uh, took like four classes on pre-Columbian art and architecture. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, you, you start to realize how much importance they placed on corn. Yeah. You know, yeah, or, corn is huge. Or like the volcanic stones king. that can process it so that it can become a tortilla. Yeah. And I just loved it. Um, I found one of those volcanic stone tools like in my grandma's garage and I asked about it and uh, she said it was her great grandma's from Mexico and it was just chilling there in a box. So I was like, can I have it? And I uh, started doing a bunch of research on it and just learned everything I could and yeah. what nixtamalization was and what's what with corn. Um, so it... It's uh, that continuation of the story for me, you know, like learning yeah. about my background and introducing it to other people. I think there's probably a lot of people like me in Austin who have that culture in their background, but maybe yeah. aren't familiar with it. And uh, it'd, it'd be cool to take them on the journey with me as I learn. Sell them that. Y'all are doing some big shit, man. And yeah, I didn't, uh, I di haven't even highlighted the Agua Fresca adventure. Like what? So that's li that's liquids. You're a huge culinary guy, all right? So that's like that's it right there. There's a major appreciation in in comida in the culinary uh backgrounds. Uh oh, and I was also thinking this morning, um have y'all thought about um like a little one-off paletas? We think Yeah, that? for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um we're going to get a little mini fridge and just have some specialty paletas yeah. sort of things. There's like so much shit with like branch offs that you can do that br will bring fucking enjoyment to someone that wants to have this tortilla that so blue corn come on you know blue, blue corn, corn is yeah, fucking it's, awesome. it's hot and then uh, um you can the the uh, uh agua frescas and the juices you're you're creating they're not um they are i don't want to say tr they're not traditional but they have a nice just twist on them. Definitely. talk about those you're doing the jicama you're doing the fucking uh or not jicama the jamaica you're doing the fucking uh, uh horchata as well horchata negra yeah or, yeah so uh, i've never even heard of that yeah we got that from a homie in el paso uh shout out slow goblin out there um but uh yeah, that's kind of our thing behind it. Like we we chose the name and the whole aesthetic for it because we didn't want to like pigeon pigeonhole ourselves. Yeah. So if you're a mercado, that's everything. You can yeah. find you can find anything in, in a mercado. There's happiness, there's sadness, mm -hmm. there's popsicles, <laughs> there's corn in a cup, whatever. Yeah. Like and that's what we wanted. And that's then cool. you add like the no name element to it and we can be anyone, be oh, yeah. anywhere. Um and part of that is, yeah. you know, adding a twist on something that's recognizable and familiar. You know, there's the traditional, but then we make it horchata negra to add that little twist. And we just do that by doing some uh, toasted black sesame seeds. But okay. it really just enhances some of the other stuff that's in there. Um, and it's on draft as well. Yeah, it's on nitro draft. Yeah. So it's super creamy. Um, yeah, I got to give it up to Jonathan for knowing yeah. how to do all that stuff because uh, I dabble in too many things, but I'm not an expert in many things. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all cool. him right there. Uh, but for sure, paleta, same sort of thing. We want, we'll do whatever, like a pina and add some weird seasoning on it or whatever. Yeah. 
probably have some taco pop-ups obviously like yeah. we have the tortillas already yeah, that'll be that'll be a jam that yeah. will be a got a good spot yeah and uh hopefully the, the dream is to get a brick and mortar soon uh soonish and it'll be just a adult mercado kind of a thing you know yeah. or, i guess not only adult but it'll be coffee in the morning you know panaderia and then it'll turn into like a taqueria brewery in the evening yeah um, nice transitions I, yeah i think so and just a cool spot to hang out um i'm kind of picturing like vampire den like from dust till dawn it'd be all oh, sick like that yeah uh, just some initial thoughts but something cool like you don't know where you walk into like this see nombre place what yeah. is it and then you don't know what they're cooking this time or what they have is there gonna be a guy out front screaming stuff i hope so hopefully a girl <laughs> inside too yeah. just kidding <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's a good film. That's a great film and a great vision. I mean, sure, it's you're not basing all of it off that, but that's a that's a, a, a would uh, I can see it there. Yeah. Um, questions just pop up into my mind. What's your favorite bandulce or your favorites? Uh, probably a concha for sure. Got a what little color? tattoo of it. Probably what pink. Okay, buddy, what the. Yes, that's my favorite one too. Nice. I'm I'm all pink on whether it's galleta, whether it's a concha, um, it, the uh, uh, the cake as well. Oh, oh that yeah, cake yeah. Is a hitter. What I, else you got? Uh, yeah, I think I like the little piggies. The maranitos are pretty good. I'm totally in on that pink too. I think it just is yeah. something about Mexican bread is that it's like playful. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun to go pick it out. The sprinkle one, the one the sprinkles great. Yeah, it's right? playful. The fucking. Uh, uh the sandia the watermelon yeah that one like who has a watermelon cookie like yeah. that's great right and there. i i think it's it's not like on the same level as like a french bakery like they yeah. just take themselves too seriously but yeah. mexicans just enjoy themselves and they have stories behind why it's shaped like that yeah. or what why it's that color or whatever what's and I the love shape that. with the with the maranito what's the, does it you know the story on that one actually i don't i'm okay. sure it's there I don't do you know. know what stories do you have for some of the for uh, some of it the the concha mm-hmm. um I'm not really sure. I think, I, I I mean, it's just molded to look like a, a turtle shell. shell. Okay. Um, I know like Pan de Muerto, it has some, we, we did that in October, had a little... Uh, Which one's that one? That's, a bread of the dead. Which one's that one? That's, uh, you do it for like Day of the Dead and mm-hmm. it has kind of like a skull and crossbones on the top and a bunch okay. of like powdered, or uh, yeah, like powdered sugar on it or something or like grainy sugar. Yeah. Um, but basically it, it's sort of like a continuation of Day of the Dead celebration, yeah. like it has some orange blossom oil in it, which, um, like, I guess, uh, in their stories, uh, they it was a way to attract the dead to the altars. Yeah, uh, was to use orange and like the same as the the uh, marigold flowers. The yeah, the yellow ones. Yeah, yeah. Did you like that Coco movie? Oh, I loved it. That's a great I, film. That's impossible to not cry yeah. during that movie. Yeah, it's so yeah, good. yeah, it's good. It's a great one. Man, and that one hit close with myself because it was a kid on one end. Because I, I get down, I mean, with the name 512 Foot Doctor, we really get down with shoes. And this podcast has dabbled in sneakers and shoe life in the past a little bit. But you got this kid who's like in the shoemaking family. And we're not talking sneakers, but traditional shoemaking. Like, this is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I want to play music. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's, so a, good. that's a really, really, really good film. Yeah. Yep, for yeah. sure um so let's see you're talking uh we talked about the pandulce we talked a, a lot um what's the what's the next venture for uh, uh the mercado i mean or uh, you talked about the brick and mortar um like when you, we can get you every saturday but when is the next like uh the major movement or something like that what you got planned we're, we're waiting for at least for this year for 2021 
we'll see where we go. I think we're we're thinking it might be smarter because people can't go into to places at full capacity, right? Yeah. Like just messing everything up right now. But yeah. a food truck could could be sort of our okay. in between. We're we're limited at the market because people go and we I'm talking about this idea and I keep talking about it. Um um but people spend a second and a half looking at what you got before they move on. So that's yeah. not the place to have everything that you envision. Yeah. It can just get confusing. They're like, what do they do? They do coffee, they do awas, they do whatever. So I think the the way to start to get into that before the brick and mortar would be like a food truck. Yeah. And we could have coffee there, you know, and then people aren't going to show up after two wanting coffee. So then, you know can start to get some of our tacos and whatever do you uh, are you gonna uh, any any ventures with flour with uh flour tortillas we could the, there's a heck of a market already yeah. for that I don't, yeah i mean go to heb they're great there yeah. uh, there's a lot of places so we could though uh i'm not great at it see how yeah, jonathan sure. feels about it but do you like the do you like breakfast tacos i do yeah what's Love the it. favorite what's the go-to breakfast taco Damn. Uh, Not spot, but like, what do you want when you're ordering it? What is oh, okay. it? Okay. Um, probably just potato, egg, and cheese. Okay. I think uh, with some salsa on it. It's yeah. pretty basic, but that, I think I like that's the what bacon. you're getting. I just add the bacon on that one for me. Okay, nice. Yeah. I think then, it's best to keep a breakfast taco simple. Like, don't try yeah. to get too, too anything with it. It's just a breakfast taco, yeah. you know? The other hitter is the bacon, bean, and cheese. Oh, That's nice. the other jam right there. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I love some bean and cheese, yeah. Yeah. Did you like a tamale house? No oh, man, R.I.P. Oh, I, for I, sure. I'll show you. I don't know if you caught. There's a print downstairs of it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I love it. Yeah, man. That's if I could bring any place back in Austin that's closed in the last decade, that would be it. That yeah, was just that was great. More, that was my favorite spot, man. That's so, so good. you you're more tamale house than a uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, taco Shack is it Taco oh, Shack? For sure. There's yeah. no comparison. I mean, I'll I'll eat Taco Shack. It's yeah. cool, but uh, Tamale House just had a different vibe. Like it was great. It was like run down the mm-hmm. ladies in there were so nice like yeah. it was right on my hood on airport tremendous uh, yeah have you been to the east one do you, do you i have sadly and, what do you uh, think on that i'd never even heard of it until like i didn't even know but like it there's there's a uh a backing there you know there's mm-hmm. family yeah there. i think it's the son and daughter yeah um, something like that it's cool i think they actually sell tamales there so that's mm-hmm. that but uh they're not doing i think the things i liked about the old tamale house isn't there they like had a the, slam the affordability mega. yeah you remember you would go and pour your own salsa yeah oh that yeah, was so great good. little brown bag oh man you could eat good like you know when we were, didn't have the money my mm-hmm. mom was struggling we could just eat there for lunch and yeah that's feed the three killer. of us great i love that place yeah man all right man well uh uh do you have anything else to add do you have any questions for myself i think like i i think i'd love to continue this talk on the mercado but i think You've, we've done us a lot. If you want to say anything else, um, you just alluded to a place where you can catch more information, and I think this did a, a solid yeah, join yeah. at it. Um, you said this is your first time doing it. Have y'all uh, um, have y'all spoken with any other people as far as like just aside from the marketing plug that you do uh, on Saturdays? Who else have y'all reached out to to like uh, collaborate with? We did a did a taco pop up with Paprika. Okay, we're pretty good friends with them. Margarito's there, uh, doing his thing. It's right in the parking lot of Michi Ramen on North Lamar. All right, uh, across from like Yellow Rose and all that. Um, 
Uh, they're doing great stuff. I really think he's got one of the best tacos in town. We okay. did a little. We provided him with some tortillas, and yeah. he did a carnitas taco with it. Um, and we hope to do some more stuff uh, with people. It's just it's like everything else; it's unpredictable. Yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Man, that's tremendous. All right. Well, uh, oh, the dog. Let's close this one out. You got a dog, right? Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Elmer. Elmer, and it's yeah. a it's a guy, right? Yeah, it's a bloodhound. Bloodhound. That dang, that thing. It's a bigger, big dog. He right? a big boy. Yeah, big and it's loud. Like, is it, would you call it red? Was he red? Yeah, I okay. think that's what you call that color. Uh, he weighs like hundred and forty pounds. He, that's crazy. He a big and uh, super loud. Just yeah. goofy, stubborn as hell. <laughs> um, yeah, I love him, man. We got him when he was four weeks. He's like. Yeah, I remember seeing little, little little pup pics. Yeah, I know it's just huge. I think he he turned seven in November. Jeez, Love him. That's great. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. And he's a traveling dog. I'm sorry. He's a traveling dog. Yeah, yeah. That's how, we say, that's how we say dog here in the podcast. <laughs> <sorry>. Dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so he's been with. Did you, he was in El Paso. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, and he went to Baltimore. He didn't go to Baltimore. Oh, okay. No, where did he stay in Baltimore? There. Uh, he was with my grandma and grandpa over okay, there, so they, cool. they have a big old yard That's over cool. there that he can... So El Paso is the home for, for him as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we that's another reason why we try to go visit as much as possible. We just couldn't give him the life that my grandpa gives him. <laughs> oh, so he's still over there? Yeah, he's over there oh, right now, actually. Okay, I got you, I got yeah. you, I got you. I can understand that, man. That's how I felt with my... Uh, uh, the dog that my mother purchased. Like, I wasn't. I didn't want to take him. My first dog. Yeah. I didn't want to take him uh, with me to college or anything like that. And she was all like, you can. I was like, nah, that's exactly yeah. your, uh, uh, that's why you had Mo over there for a yeah. better life. That's cool. Yeah, man. man. the big old dog. That's what's up. Well, uh, let's get I, a I got a quick question for you. What's that's up, cool. Man? Or maybe a couple. I, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, of yeah. some. Go, 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 go. Um, Love I was going to see. So I didn't know you were doing the, the podcast thing. I think it's new for you, right? Yeah. And started in September yeah. is what you were saying. So in that realm or, you know, production sort of voice realm, who are you inspired by? Uh, well, Maybe it doesn't have to be podcast. I guess it could be TV or anything. Yeah. Uh, on the local level, you would think I would say the, and I'll say him last. Um, so the local level, Dudley and Bob with Matt, do you know, do you know who they are? KLBJ? I think I used to listen to it, yeah. KLBJ Radio, guys, I love them. I get a lot of influence from them. I've been to their studio. Um, I sat in on one time where they called it the uh, audience of one so uh-huh. every friday uh in the past they would not not now they don't do it anymore when they were in the mornings they're in the afternoons now but in the morning from like uh, their show was six to ten and i went in there once and i was just the audience of one you sit in the corner and you check it out and it's fucking i, I dug it yeah. loved it a lot um loved the whole just like experience with it they would do these uh like not parties but they would do little halloween things and halloween broadcast and podcasts uh at uh, cap city comedy mm-hmm. um so you ever been there uh i did before i don't remember uh damn it's one one dude who passed away uh ralphie may um, brody stevens um he was a younger dude and he passed away like uh damn had black hair kind of always angry I can't think of it. It'll pop into my head. That was the last guy I saw, maybe like 2009 or something. Okay, okay. Yeah, but uh, um, so those guys, that's a huge influence for me um, doing this. I would, I mean, 
they've always said that like radio is difficult as fuck to get into. And there's many people that they get down with as well. There's another guy named uh, uh, CJ Morgan. We're going to hopefully get him on the podcast soon. He's another uh, radio DJ guy that used to be with KLBJ and has shift over to, shifted over to uh, 101X. Nice. Let's see what else. Um, just all, all those people there at that spot. I love that radio station. I've always, it's been here since like our parents were here, yeah. I feel, when the, the, uh, the LBJs, uh, the Johnson family. Family was getting down with it. Mm-hmm. Um, who else in like, and that's in the radio realm. I'm, in all honesty, don't hate. I mean, don't uh, destroy me here, freaks and geeks. But I've, I don't dabble too much in Howard Stern. Respect uh, okay. him. I want to get more into him. Um, but uh, um, the guy uh, Dell Dudley from the Dudley and Bob Show, he gets down with. Uh, that's his one of his huge inspirations. So I definitely see that I would appreciate uh, um, some Howard Stern stuff on yeah. the, the early, early, early when he was doing that. Yeah. Uh, the reason, in all honesty, I've said it uh, once before, a couple of times. The reason I started this podcast was uh, my favorite podcast was coming to an end, and uh-huh. that was called the uh, the Church Was Happened. Excuse me. The Church of What's Happening Now with Joey Coco Diaz. There's a shot of him uh, right behind, up the, above on that uh, Wu-Tang one. Yeah. Um, so that's him right there. He had a podcast that ran from like, um, I want to say 2012 to last September, last August. Mm-hmm. So 2020. Um, and that's the guy who I was listening to podcasts for, for forever. You know, and uh, just to have him, his that section of his podcast come to a closure, like I started this one. The same day he started his nice. back back when, so I think that's the big push that got uh, got me into it. Um, the recording background comes from just like the uh, study of music in college and stuff like that. I was always dabbling, whether it was in a recording booth or whether it was just on a phone, just uh, thinking of stuff. Um, but that's another influence. Let's see. Um, for some reason, uh, I don't know. Do you know Michael Rappaport? Yeah, yeah. He had a pot. He still has a podcast. Um, I would go and, and see his live stuff a lot. Um, got to uh, uh, chill with him quite nice. a few times during South by Southwest. Actually, you know, sit next to the guy and you know um, partake in stuff, whether it was libations or whether it was uh, small fires or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh so man, he's a funny dude. Yeah. Love him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's great. He's great. Um, but uh, who else, man? Uh, podcast. What else I got on podcast? Well, the Sopranos one's definitely mm-hmm. something I go to. Um, this one guy here, I don't know if you've seen uh, this one. He's a uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, he's an, a huge influence. He does a, a comedy show every Monday night. He looks like the Joker and he's the one next to it too. Okay. Yeah. So he's a comedian from California and I've been listening to, uh, following him. Um, that was, uh, you know, rabbit hole from the, uh, Joey Coco Diaz one. Nice. Uh, so that introduction. And then that leads to, you know, the Rogans, the influence there. There's definitely, um, he, he he's, uh, I dig on his stuff. But um, I think the root of it is in in broadcasting and getting like a message across would have to be in KLBJ, the radio, the radio roots in the city, you know, but then the push with uh, all the other, all the others. So, okay. I was uh, watching the Twilight Zone last week. Mm -hmm. Love it. Like the old school ones. Yeah. And uh, Rod Serling's the man really like just his voice and like the way he tells a story. Like I can definitely see there's a little bit of it like. I, I love that the he the intro the approach the storytelling of yeah. it well I mean like yeah I like that yeah yeah uh, do you have a favorite episode got I mean that book one is awesome it's the guy who uh, just loves to read and uh, I don't know what he is he works at a bank or something I don't like know that if I remember that one oh it's it's classic yeah. um, he 
he's just being like told to work like he's just a working man uh-huh. all he wants to do is read like sit down with the classics and he gets locked in the vault at the bank that he's working at yeah while something goes down that ends the world basically like yeah. he gets out of it he like fell asleep or something on the job oh he was in there because he was reading a book he just yeah. wanted to escape he comes out and the world is just in rubble i don't know somewhere in new york or something and he's like oh damn so he's just wandering around like figuring out what to do like having an existential crisis yeah. and then he sees the new york public library i think i remember that one i do and, think i remember this one and every book in the world and he's just so happy he's like finally i have time to read and then he leans over and his glasses fall and break and he can't read. Yeah. And it's just like the worst, man. Yeah. Like that that one just, you don't have to get like too sci-fi for it to yeah. just like, for you to relate to it. And we're all like just working men yeah. wanting to do things that we want to do. And just, yeah. yeah, it just hits. It's good. That's a great show. Do you like the uh, Jordan Peele? take on it i actually recently? don't know where to watch it is that on hulu or something because uh, i don't have like cable no but I it would be watch cbs it. it's on a mainstream you know like uh uh i don't know whatever outlet they they I, i'm sure i think you can get i'm, I'm we're gonna stop the plug on the cbs for the moment because they yeah. never give me the fucking football <laughs> games that i want to watch on my uh, outlet but too you, busy showing the texans instead yeah, of the yeah exactly exactly yeah. uh so you go check them out but they do have an online thing uh and you can they have that but uh I, yeah i think that's the only place you can got it get because they got the whole lock on that but so what about uh freaks and geeks what what's your favorite episode of that mm, man i love a pilot like i said i love a pilot yeah no, i mean that uh, one's classic so good i haven't i can't recall all of them i've seen it at least twice but man the pilot I just I, it's so short to talk about just one it's all of them yeah. for me because it's so like beginning and ending boom. yeah yeah like and the yeah. pilot is great like with the sticks at the end of the first episode yeah. and everyone's introduced to to yeah. you uh i love it i saw uh maybe it was like my junior sophomore year in high school they they had like a marathon of it at the yeah. alamo draft house and they oh, showed all of really? them and like some of the actors Man. came and everything none uh most That's of them were already famous by then so yeah. like they didn't have the franco and yeah. seth rogan or whatever but Got some other people on there. It was awesome. It was like yeah. all night long, just watching Freaks and Geeks. Dang. It was great. That's excellent. Yeah, you were really the one that put me on that as well. I I didn't get down with it when you were jamming it. I was like, what the fuck are you watching? It was like Freaks and Geeks. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm That's kind of a, yeah, <laughs> sort of a something we can't relate to. Like yeah. it's in the 80s. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our parents would for sure yeah. get into it. That's their era. But, uh, but no, yeah, it's a jam now. Yeah. I, I just oh that's a, a great production and just cut off just like that just yeah. boom one shot one story yeah um, man yeah. too early but a lot of careers were launched oh, yeah. with it and yeah um, and I love seeing all the careers that are that were launched by it yeah they're yeah. tremendous you don't want to go and mess up anything like that like there's no need for a movie or anything it's, yeah. it's done it got wish it wish it had more but yeah yeah you can appreciate it in on that level that's a that's a heavy hitter one for me. yeah yeah i got a one more if, if that's cool one more you quick go one. for it yeah man. what uh so we both from austin and mm-hmm. moved and whatever and came back what do you i i don't want to like just uh simplify the city but how how are you feeling about it or where do you think it's going or how how much you think it's changed or whatever it's changed a lot it's going to continue to change it's not it's, it'll never be what it what it was between the those years that we were getting down with it you know what i mean yeah and we left you and i left went you know you go out west i go out uh, uh north a little bit 
and we stay there for some times. You venture out a little bit more. You venture in different directions, and then you come back, and it's like, like, well, you changed as well, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the uh, the scene changed. It has um, technology has really hit it, but technology's hit anything, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why that's technology. I feel is why um, there's so much change occurring so rapidly now because it's just like pick that up, pick that up, do that, order that, get this here. We can do it instantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but a, a lot of buildings going up uh, downtown is just something. I don't like the ends to things that will never get back when it's the food stuff mm-hmm. or the buildings the, uh, w- w- being inhabited by different people. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. now, like uh, just to call back to OG Toy Joy, yeah, Toy Joy mm-hmm. on the drag shoe store. Mm-hmm. While I love shoes, that's Toy Joy to me. You know? yeah. And I've been in there. I liked that shoe store when it was at a different location, but like that was Toy Joy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, to Motley House as well. It's a different spot, you know? And, like, I'll never... We'll never get that again. And there's a lot, especially now with this whole thing, but even previously, uh, it was just building up to that and just shutting them down, shutting them down, shutting them down, and putting, you know, this, that, or the other in it, or a mm-hmm. high-rise. It's just... Oh. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, but uh, uh, it's it's ever-changing. I, I hope the best for the... Uh, uh, when we get back going, which has got to be soon here, uh, Freaks and Geeks, it's got to be soon that we get to uh, do do what we do what we've been known to do. You know, get out there and, and utilize the city and uh, uh, run rampant and, and uh, be people, not mm-hmm. uh, be uh, uh, dwellers yep. like like some want us to be. Yeah. Um, but when it when it all gets rolling again and, and bouncing off, I think uh, the food's going to be hot. The food has always been hot. Um, what you're doing is tremendous. It's got um, it's got roots in the city as well, but it's got roots in in who you are and what you've learned um, outside of that. So, uh, you know, this whole uh, they're trying to build a a rail system. Hopefully, that goes well. I've seen I've been downtown recently and. Um, while it's fucking, it, it needs a, a scrubbing, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, they're putting in that downtown railing system. It's trying to go underground as well. So, and it's going to be, uh, uh, more versatile in uh, direction. So interesting. Uh, I, I hope the best for that. I've always liked that. I love that about New York, just being mm-hmm. able to go somewhere, but underground or non underground, just hitting it on a train, wherever you want to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just get 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 travel on foot I'm, I, if i could travel in on foot you know living in the city that's one thing i love about new york that's one thing i love about just uh, big cities is uh just traveling you get on you're walking 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 hit the train go somewhere else you can pop up in a different borough just like that mm-hmm. so, awesome hopefully that's something that we get to uh we get to have here soon but uh, uh we'll see that's one thing that should come with it um, but I don't know. Industry is getting big here too, man. We're gonna be the next uh, Silicon Valley. For Shout sure. out to Mike Judge. Hopefully he's listening. But That'd be um, awesome. Yeah. I don't know, man. That when it turns into that, we're getting all these big heads. You know. Yeah. We got already the, got the Elon. Got the out Elon. Here somewhere. Uh, uh, we got the comedian heads. We're just getting. Uh, uh, we got a whole lot of stuff. That's. Um, I mean, Apple. They've been here, but you know, yeah. still gonna continue to blow up and. I think this uh, there's going to be a, a large. They were calling it just a large uh, shift in the in the area. 
mm-hmm. coming up with uh, after this is all done. Yeah. Who knows, man? Um, like we said, this this episode drops uh, um, on a day of change. By the way, you know, it drops on uh, uh, today. We got the whole changing of the guard with the uh, the presidency and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's gonna be uh, uh, the next few episodes or the whatever comes in the future. It's uh, a huge change. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see with. Uh, how they try to get civilization back on track and everything like that. But uh, thank you for those questions, man. Um, I really, really dig on those. We've uh, uh, great catching up. Yeah. We got to continue to do this, you know, catch up. I, I want to go out there on a Saturday and check out what's going on. For sure, uh, yeah. Get some tortillas do. and stuff like that. Get some uh, some of the other products and stuff and just uh, see what's going on. You got to – I mean, I don't know how much you, you thought you were an influence on myself, but when it comes to, you know, a lot of the stuff – I mean, l- just looking around, there's uh, – I don't know if you can gather anything, but uh, – um, definitely bringing up the kubricks bringing up the films bringing up the arts and stuff like that mm-hmm. the music guy that's so, awesome just a, yeah. a huge influence so thank you very much I, i'm glad you were able to come in here and, and sit down and share with the freaks and geeks about the the mercado and share with uh, um your 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 thoughts your philosophies like you said and your practices and stuff like that so mm-hmm. close it out tell them where uh tell them where they can find you and i'll plug all this stuff in the uh, uh the uh, description as well but where can we find yourself where can we find uh, your co-partner in mercado sin nombre and just uh, um, also uh, shout anything else shout out anything you want to as well cool well thanks for having me it was awesome catch Thank up you, and uh yeah it's like picking up on the same same foot really it was great um check out mercado sin nombre right now we're at the SFC Downtown Farmers Market, which is um, Saturdays, 9 o'clock to 1 o'clock. Fourth and Guadalupe, got some fresh tortillas by the dozen. They're delicious. Uh, Got some aguas frescas, and uh, you can find us on Instagram at Mercado Sin Nombre. Uh, Buy some coffee at our website, MercadoSinNombre.com. And yeah, I think Instagram's the best way to see where we'll be popping up next, uh, what we'll be featuring soon. Uh, looking for the traditional with the twist. We got it. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to, to a new presidency. Let's see what happens yeah. next week. Hopefully there's some opportunities. Definitely. I think, uh, there, it, we're going to see some big shit. So we just need to hunker down and, uh, and get ready for, uh, for some more of the future. We, I mean, hopefully there's a flying car. I mean, we still oh, haven't yeah. seen the Jetsons flying car, you know, yeah. maybe that's not the future for us, but, uh, all right, man. Well, um, stay back just a little bit. I want to close this one out for the freaks and geeks really quick. We're going to try and, uh, uh, get this one all wrapped up. Well, freaks and geeks, that's all she wrote. Once again, I want to thank my guest, Julian Maltby, for joining us live in studio, in the studio of Life or Death. And, uh, buddy, I had an amazing time. Like I said, it was it was great catching up with you. It's been a, it's been a hot minute, man. Um, and I hope we can continue to do this. But thank you for sharing all that information. Freaks, and everything that you do is very interesting. And it was just a, a solid uh, a solid conversation between you and I, just sharing. And uh, it, that's, that's how our friendship and relationship started bud was sharing and now we're doing it fucking multiple years down the line continuing to share and and exchange uh exchange belief exchange practices and exchange what uh, what brings us joy so uh keep it up there man and uh freaks and geeks definitely go support him go support him and what he does go follow him at uh, julian maltby on instagram um you're gonna get the descript the uh, tag name in the description 
Also follow him at uh, Mercado Sin Nombre. He's got that's one half of that uh, tremendous operation that they've brought to this city and that has grown uh, in the city of Austin, Texas with him and uh, uh, another individual uh, out there, Jonathan Barraza. Um, so hit them up freaks and geeks they're doing some amazing stuff and uh, uh again buddy thank you for being here on this episode uh well freaks and geeks that's it that's the end of uh, volume number two of the doctor's orders podcast with the 512 foot doctor it was a tremendous run we're still making progress we're still setting motherfucking goals we're still the goal is still to this year like stated in past maraud into this year and definitely get a solid takeover um many things to foreshadow and to just uh, uh to tease at in the future uh, uh, next week's episode is going to be just a, a, a nice little dis- uh, a, a reoccurring guest. All right, a def- reoccurring guest. Uh, I won't say who it is, but enjoy, uh, be ready to enjoy a reoccurring guest, and it's going to be just a nice, uh, a free for all chat. Uh, so can't wait for that one. That'll be like a little buffer episode until we start volume number three of the Doctor's Orders podcast with the five one two foot doctor, and that's going to open up episodes uh, twenty one to thirty. Some amazing guests we have lined up for that one, and I cannot cannot wait but freaks and geeks let's just uh let's just go over the guests we've had so far for volume number two just so you have some insight and some uh uh, just a little review you know what's going on so episode number 11 was isidro vasquez a big homie out there in fort worth doing his music thing uh him and i met in college that was a great chat that we had episode number 12 was with the was with the shoe janitor um and that uh an excellent excellent guy i've met out there definitely a uh, uh, appreciate that guy have so much appreciation and respect for him and what he's got going on hopefully he'll be back on soon as well episode number 13 was kd para she was uh i think she was the first female guest of the show holy moly first female um all featured guest of the show so that's an honor right there episode number 14 was that boy bill stevenson um he is the the bassist of the black joe lewis and the honey bears band and he's also the uh bassist and lead vocals of the band the blood pump so check that one out we had a green room smoke uh, session uh so check that one out that was with some musicians that came in we had a uh, about uh, three different little rotations of three of of uh, guests right in there so check that one out freaks and geeks episode number 15 was with dave Waite, a funny funny cat out of a uh, uh he's well he's from kentucky uh and also just uh has uh, some backgrounds out there in cincy um, but he's he's doing big and funny things out there in L.A. You know, he's got a little base in the comedy uh, comedy store out there, um, the OG comedy store out there in L.A. So uh, that was a, a good chat that we had. Thank you very much, Dave, for for doing that one. Uh, also. Number 16, that's the lost episode, Freaks and Geeks. We can't really talk about that one. That one, uh, we, had to, we had to shut that one down, shut the operation down on that one. So, Freaks and Geeks, if you got to check out episode number 16, you got it. You got lucky. That was a, that was a hot one. Episode number 17 was the second uh, female guest to be featured, a full feature on the Doctor's Orders podcast with the 512 Foot Doctor, and that was Tabby Rodriguez. She's killing it out here in the Austin, Texas uh, art pop-up scene um doing uh she's princess atx on instagram and she is running the show with uh draft and craft the art pop-up so that's an amazing uh, uh amazing cat right there we i really
really enjoyed that conversation. Episode number 18 was with Joe Hermosa. I do got to say, freaks and geeks, I said nice way, way, way too many times on that podcast. So, uh, yeah, we corrected that. Don't get that misunderstood. We always make corrections and adjustments for the next episode. But Joe was an excellent individual, an excellent guest to come in here. We did that one at the uh, the Green Room out in Greenbelt Botanicals on South Lamar. So that was a really great uh, chat with that guy. And he did a very powerful mural on the side of Greenbelt Botanical South Lamar. So if you're in the area, go check that out and go hit up uh, Greenbelt Botanicals as well. And episode number 19 was with Brandon Epica. Oh man, some great stories, great uh, uh, El Paso and Dallas-based stories um, of a time, a period in time um, that was just, it had good people, good vibes, and it was a, a, a tremendous, tremendous time. So if you missed out on episode number 19 or you missed out on the epoch of uh, uh, Deep Ellum, go ahead and uh, hit that one up. That one's tremendous and go support him. He Remember, he's spinning the, uh, that all all vinyl disco sets out in uh, uh, the, the Dallas area. And the closer, episode number 20, the one you just jammed, Julian Maltby. He talked to us again. That was one of my OG friends, one of the first friends that I had growing up in life. Uh, and that we're talking early, early, early school, uh, buddy, I want to say, uh, uh, freaks and geeks, I want to say like uh, pre-K, pre-K, same elementary school, just our, our, we just collabed, we sm- we got together right there, and it was, uh, um, it was a mixing pot, so uh, really respect that guy, I really appreciate the, uh, um, the bonds and the conversations and the, uh, uh, the lessons that uh, I've got to learn from him, so go follow all of those guests, Freaks and Geeks, don't forget the ones from volume, uh, volume one, episodes 1 through 10. Uh, look forward to that. Also, Freaks and Geeks, definitely look forward to a, a, some more reoccurring guests. We got a, a lot of people to bring back uh, and also some some new ones. So we are, that's huge on the, the Doctor's Orders podcast with the 512 Foot Doctor that we're all, like I said, we're always trying to do bigger and better things on the next run. Make new, make adjustments. Uh, see what's good. See what we need to touch up on and see like what vocat, what fucking word I say way, way, way too much all right started off with for sure there was uh with that said uh so the whole list of these uh just uh, horseshit terms that i said way too much and i, I that's one thing made that adjustment uh so uh, adjustments every week adjusting for the freaks and geeks and to have uh make the next one the best one out there so you can look for uh, look forward to episode or excuse me volume three containing uh, again we're gonna bring some more lady guests some female guests some comedians some artists some businesses uh, let's see I, I want to get some podcast hosts in here and always always some friends all right art is going to be uh at the center of it music is going to be at the center of it life is going to be at the center of it comedy is going to be at the center of it everything that uh, uh just makes uh makes life go up and life go down is going to be at the center of the doctor's orders podcast with the 512 foot doctor coming at you in volume number three so be ready for it freaks and geeks because it's definitely going to be a ride that you don't want to miss out on now let's get into the closing credits, freaks and geeks. Thank you for listening. And remember, new episodes are released every Wednesday at 6 a.m. Check it out. Do me a favor and go subscribe to the Doctor's Orders podcast on 
any platform that you prefer, whichever one is your favorite, or if you want to do it on all of them, do it on all of them. But make sure that you subscribe and leave a comment and rate too, because it definitely helps the numbers for the show. All right. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram at the 512 Foot Doctor, T H A 512 F O O T D R. And follow the podcast Instagram at the Doctor's Orders Podcast, T H A D R S O R D E R S P O D C A S T. And remember, please, to please, freaks and geeks, tell a freak or a geek about the podcast. Thank you very much to Greenbelt Botanicals for uh, the continuous support. Um, you're going to see some bigger and better things moving on into uh, this year as well. And uh, uh, really, really, Greenbelt Botanicals, thank you so much. Use that for official Freaks and Geeks promo code, all caps, FOOTDOCTOR15, F-O-O-T-D-R-1-5, to get you 15% off of your purchase at GreenbeltBotanicals.com. Remember, the Doctor's Orders podcast is a life or death studios production. Until next time, freaks and geeks, we'll see you on the next one. Don't be late.